Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Hey, look at that. Is that Jason Voorhees or is that um, Cooper Rush? Jason, Jason Voorhees. Come on, Jason man. Voorhees. Dude. Uh, Freddy, Freddy Krueger, you're uh, Cooper Rush. Hey, 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 you're two. embarrassing Man. yourself. You're embarrassing. <laughs> it's a more embarrassing movie. Who's, who's more embarrassing? Judd's knowledge. I sound like I'm in an echo chamber in my yes. Michael Myers mask. Oh, Michael Who's Myers, more embarrassing? Yeah. That's, Judd's, right. That's what I meant. Judd's lack of knowledge of early 80s horror movies, late 70s, or the Vikings' performance on national television against Cooper Rush. Oh, that's not hard. That's not hard. It's easily the home team here. At a uh, at a very distraught U.S. Bank Stadium, except for the fact that the place was also filled with Cowboy fans who were absolutely ecstatic because Cooper Rush beat the Vikings. Cooper bleeping Rush. Well, I'm surprised well, actually, all those know, Cowboy fans had time to, uh, you know, pay attention to the game when the Lakers were playing, too. So yeah. it's got to be tough as a Cowboys fan with the Lakers playing. Right. You know. Did Bama play should, last night? Alabama. Duke, Duke I should, basketball starts soon. Yeah, that's very. I tough. should be fair. I should be fair though, because I said that Cooper Rush and, and the Cowboys beat the Vikings. That's absolutely not correct. The Vikings did a bang up job of beating the Vikings. Congratulations, gentlemen. Nice well, effort. This is going to be uh, this is going to be quite the episode of Vikings Vent Line. I think we all have a lot to say. We're going to open up the floor to all of you guys, Vikings fans. This is the most fan friendly show in Minnesota sports. This is Vikings Vent Line. Mackie, Judd, our executive producer, Declan Goff. Um, it's all presented by Surly Brewing Company, one of our favorite partners here at Score North. And if you're watching on a TCL TV, thank you. If you stuck with that horror show for three hours tonight on a TCL TV, uh, at least you're supporting us because TCL, in addition to being one of our favorite partners, has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Let's make this the biggest, most therapeutic episode of Vikings Vent Line ever. Please click the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Click the like button if you're sick of Mike Zimmer's incompetence. And tell five Vikings fans friends. Text them. Share this with them. And let them know that this is the place to be for the next hour, two hours, whatever, for Vikings therapy. Judd, let's start with you. You're at U.S. Bank Stadium right now. Your main takeaways from what was really an embarrassing performance and a loss on national TV 
to Cooper Rush and the Cowboys? Uh, but basically a guy who doesn't belong playing quarterback in this league period ever uh, beat you. You embarrassed yourself. You played a terrible game. You deserved what you got. Ultimately, you deserve this probably against Detroit. It's just that the Lions are so incompetent that they you couldn't you couldn't actually give it to them. But um, this is among the worst football games I've covered. This is among the most bizarre games I've seen, and it rivals. And I mean, this is saying something. Uh, it is as bad, or maybe a little bit worse than the Gophers lost to Bowling Green as far as you are supposed to be an NFL team with a halfway decent defense. And you know what? I haven't even talked about the offense, which once again, when the script was in play, looked good. And and then we saw him. He came out. You know what? He's just, he's just like Michael Myers. He came out on Halloween. He showed up for the party. PTK, primetime Kirk. Primetime Kirk showed up. And he was awful. Um, I don't know how much of that is to do with play calling, but when you throw essentially back-to-back passes on possessions that I think total minus six yards to C.J. Ham, and K.J. Osborne is running open and Thielen is open and Justin Jefferson, who you had chemistry with early in this game and you just forget about him, this was an abomination, an embarrassment, and this in no way, shape, or form is a playoff team. Sorry, they're just not. This was This was a gross football performance. Declan, what were your main takeaways? Let me uh, go solo here. I want everyone fired. I want everyone fired after today. Fire everyone. Everyone. I want Zim fired. I want Clint Kubiak fired. I want Adam Zimmer gone. I don't care. Even the special teams. Everyone. Gone. You lost to Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys today. A guy who has been in the NFL for four years, but outplayed Kirk Cousins. Kellen Moore, the new savvy OC, the guy who I want leading this football team, by the way. If I'm the Wilfs, I'm calling him up tomorrow and I do it. Because Judd, he came up with a game plan to beat the Vikings with a guy who hasn't played football ever in his life. Ever in his life. An NFL game ever in his life. And he comes he, in and he steps in. Are you, you, are you, he didn't you, win. you look at that no game credit. and you give no credit to Kellen Moore. Zero. The Minnesota How? Vikings beat the Vikings. Because the Minnesota Vikings beat themselves. They are they are responsible. They're responsible for the Detroit debacle, which by the way, they won, and they are responsible for this. Their performance tonight was disgusting. It was gross. Zeke Elliott broke three tackles at a time when Anthony Barr could have brought him down. Mackenzie Alexander is right by Barr. And then there was a third guy there, and they couldn't break. I give the cow the Cowboys. Declan tried to give this game to the Vikings at every turn, and the Vikings said, it's Halloween. We want you to trick-or-treat and have the candy. No, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not falling for this trap again. I'm not giving out any credit. I'm giving out blame. This is on the Vikings, including the head coach, who, what, was not aware that you can't call back-to-back timeouts? Well, let's let's go there for a second. Uh, Let me say my piece, and then we'll, we'll turn it over to the Vikings fans here. Yep. With... Millions of people watching, and the Vikings playing at home, by the way. So should be fairly comfortable. Shouldn't be the game. Sh- you, you've been a head coach now for this is your eighth season. The game shouldn't be moving at warp speed for you. You've been in the NFL for 25 years, maybe longer than that. And Mike Zimmer tried to call back-to-back timeouts. <laughs> Third and 16 for the Dallas Cowboys. And Mike Zimmer tried to call back-to-back timeouts. Yep. 
five-yard penalty. You might think, well, it's not that, ah, whatever. It's third and 16, now it's third and 11. No, that's the difference between the Cowboys probably, I, don't, I can't remember if they dropped back to pass on third and 16 or not, but the difference between those five yards is the Cowboys having a real chance to gain a first down, and they did because you tried to call back-to-back timeouts as an eight-year NFL head coach. And then the Vikings, or then the Cowboys go on and score the touchdown. End of the first half. I don't care if it's Mike Zimmer's fault. I'm putting it probably equally on Kirk Cousins. You're sitting there at the end of the first half, and you got like, what, 38, 37 seconds left, and you're trying to make a play to get into field goal range, which, by the way, you've done that with exactly 37 seconds left in the second half to win a game against the Lions. You got one timeout left, clock's running. Kirk Cousins rushing everyone to the line of scrimmage. Neither Mike Zimmer nor Kirk Cousins calling timeout. Clock running, clock running. Cousins trying to organize everyone. No spike. What are you guys doing? Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins are the two leaders of this football team. And neither one of them has any idea what to do at the end of the first half. And Mike Zimmer has no idea, apparently, that you can't call back-to-back timeouts without being penalized for a delay of game. That is your leadership. And look at their records against winning teams. Look at their records in prime time. If the goal is to win a Super Bowl, you saw it for three hours tonight why Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins will never lead the Minnesota Vikings to a Super Bowl. And so I'm like, hey, credit to Kellen Moore, credit to Mike McCarthy for putting together a game plan, but I'm with Judd. This was the Vikings firing round after round after round into their own feet. It's one of the most embarrassing losses of the Mike Zimmer era. And I believe we have a record number of people watching or listening right now on Vikings Ventline. And so let's turn it over to Vikings fans, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. And uh, we're just sick of it. We want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's our mission statement here on Purple Daily. Who's first out of the gate here, Declan? Let's go get to, to it. Is it Alex? Alex, yeah. Alex, what's hey, up, man? Hey, uh, we're not we're not gonna scold this week. Um, that was that was bad. Um, I don't know if we can really blame the players though on this one. Like, I feel like third and twenty three, and you're gonna run the ball late in the game. Like, like I know Chris Collinsworth Collinsworth was even like, "Hey, uh, what what plays you have for twenty three yards?" But like, um, you got you got Justin Jefferson, you got Adam yeah, Thielen. Like, throw the ball eighteen yards, and you can maybe you know, break one for an extra five for the 23 yards. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, and what, two, two minutes, 51 seconds left. And on the five yard line, and you're going to kick a field goal. I mean, I say go for it. They're backed up and they're in the end zone. And if they do drive down and score a touchdown, I mean, you're not out of reach of the game if they do score a touchdown, but at best they're, I mean, your own five yard. Are you really like your, your own five yard line? Are you really going to drive down the field with less than three minutes and score a touchdown with Cooper rush? Probably not. You know, but. Alec, I, 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 I kind of thought actually offensively, the more I think about it, I think that fullback flat pass was about to break. I think if you just give it like five more times to C.J. Ham, I think I think something big was about he, to pop he, there. They just ran out of time. He's a game changer, you know. He really influences the game. <laughs> I don't know why he's not making Dalvin Cook money right there. <laughs> oh, man. Alec, uh, setting the tone off the top here on Ventline. Appreciate you coming in. All right, Dex, who's next on Vikings Vent Line, presented by Surly Brewing Company? Sure. Let's go to, is it Tony Hates Zimmer? Tony Hates Zimmer, are you uh, are, are you there, sir? You got us? Tony. What's yeah, up, I'm here. You're Can on, you hear me? On, yep, we got you. You're on Vikings Vent Line. Where are you calling from? 
Sorry, I was just watching you guys on my big screen TV. And I had to turn it off. I am calling from Des Moines, Iowa, and I hate Mike Zimmer. Absolutely loathe Mike Zimmer. And before this, you guys, I listen to you guys a few times a week. And I've been a little on the fence as far as being skeptical about this team. I always wanted to be hopeful. I love being a Vikings fan. I love watching them win. But this is the kind of game that I absolutely cannot stand to live through one more second. I've been a Vikings fan since I was five years old. And to me, I would rather them lose entire seasons. Can you guys still hear me? Yep, yep. I would rather them lose entire seasons, like consecutive three seasons back-to-back, than watch games like this for three seasons and maybe have a chance at a wild card. We're supposed to be the best third down defense. Apparently we're supposed to have all these great sack numbers. And I just don't, when it, when it matters most, when we have to come through to keep our season going, to get momentum, we can't do anything. I'm losing it. I, fire everybody, fire Zimmer, trade Kirk cousins to the 49ers. I don't care. Burn it down. Tony, um, just for some context here, um, just want to, since since you're on with us and you're frustrated, uh, Adam Thielen was asked about the Vikings going one for fourteen on third down conversions. And just so everyone knows here, uh, Adam Thielen's diagnosis was quote, "Yeah, we've got to look at the tape and see what that was." Just got to look at look at the. Tape I don't there. think anybody needs to. No, burn the tape. Just got to look. Just got to look. Just got, you guys got just got to look at the film. Just got to look at the all twenty two. See what happened there. I'm not really sure. Man, Tony, thanks for coming what, on, man. No, I think, yeah, thanks, guys. No, no, go ahead, finish your thought. Finish your thought. Well, I think what it comes to, I, I really always want to know what these guys are actually thinking. But what, what I wonder it comes to is not just at the end of the season does Kirk Cousins get resigned, blah 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 blah. In two years, does Justin Jefferson stick around? Do guys that you draft that are actually going to help a team win are they going to want to stick around in a in an organization that won't do what it takes to win yeah. exactly and and to that point fans don't like when like phil or dex and i talk about what players think but i mean the players are never going to tell you truly until it's too late and they're like Diggs was that they want out what they think but i'm going to tell you right now you're playing dallas it is justin jefferson in a nationally televised game at least partially against C.D. Lamb, right? Like the combination of those two, and they're both high draft picks. And Justin Jefferson finishes with two catches for 21 yards, four targets, and his long was 18. So he essentially had one more catch for three yards. And I'm going to tell you right now that if you're him, you are you are sick of this. Like this is – it's inexcusable. And And here's the thing that kills me. Second drive, okay? And it's Jefferson's fault. I don't know what took place on that deep shot – but the Vikings are up by a touchdown, and if Jefferson catches that deep ball from Kirk, and he sort of stopped, it was a weird play, but if he catches that, it's a touchdown. It's 14 rip, and the Vikings are off and running. And instead of saying, well, that worked, but it didn't work exactly, let's go back to it at some point in time, it was abandoned. It was abandoned. And if you're Justin Jefferson, and then he spent the rest of, of the game, I swear, at least two more of those targets were passes over the middle in high traffic that damn near got him killed. Um, it's got to be beyond maddening. And if you're Thielen or you're Jefferson, I think you're thinking personally one thing. What am I doing here? 
Like, why am I here? Uh, Thielen, by the way, also was quoted as saying, well, there's a, he's, he's actually saying some really interesting things here. I'm just pulling this from Vikings beat writers. Uh, Thielen was asked about all of the short passes. Cause I mean, my God, the Vikings were just, it was just a, a rapid fire of checkdowns to CJ ham and tight ends quote. That's never part of the game plan. He added that there are a lot of factors into why a checkdown happens quote could be pressure or a guy not getting open. Uh, also could be a quarterback that's more obsessed with not making a mistake, maybe because the head coach is pounding that into his head as well, than actually making no big plays over the top. No onions. Guy has no onions. Throw the ball downfield. Yeah, Ridiculous. I agree. Tony, awesome stuff, dude. Thanks, Thanks for coming Tony. on here. Vikings, vent line. Uh, Declan, let's keep it rolling, man. Who do you want to go to next? Oh, boy. Here we go. Chancy, what's up, dude? Where are you? I got nothing creative tonight, guys. I'm back in the garage, pulling my hair out. You know, I joined the game at 7 Rip because I was trick-or-treating with my daughter. And I thought I wanted to be a good dad, and that was the right thing to do. And I'm happy about doing that. After that, I saw nothing, nothing that I liked on the field. I... I mean, that check down pass, I think it was to CJ Ham, where he caught it and two guys were draped all over him. What's I'm I'm trying hard not to curse, so um what was that? Like and I called in week after week and Cousins has been one of the best players on the team, probably the best. I don't understand. I mean, I got an idea how you get better third down conversions. Throw the ball past the effing sticks. Mm -hmm. Throw the ball past the effing sticks. I don't understand it. I so painful, so so painful. I feel for the Vikings fans that were in that stadium. I mean, people come to a Halloween game jacked up and pay good money and dress Mm -hmm. up in costumes and tailgate all day long and party. To go watch that garbage. I also am sick, sick and tired of Mike Zimmer. We can never win a game decisively. Never. It's always a close game. Always. It's got to be just a teeth gnashing. My my dentist is saying to ching because my teeth are hurting as I watch the Vikings play. <laughs> Why? Why does it have to be this way? I I wonder, like, to what you guys are saying, like, what, th- th- here's a serious question. When everybody sits and talks about this, I can't take Mike Zimmer anymore. I can't take Kirk Cousins. What would it actually look like if next year they they traded Cousins and they fired Zimmer and Eric Bieniemy was the coach, let's say, and Kellen Mond was the quarterback, and we still had I mean. We'd be starting with a young QB that doesn't know anything and a young coach. But would it be more entertaining? I honestly don't know. I mean, like, would they just open it up and let it rip? Because obviously there is so much pent-up frustration to let it just rip. Let the let it rip. Join the 2020s of the NFL and let it rip. I don't know. Like, would I regret that? 
I don't think so. And uh, but I'm just ready to try anything different. My boy just went to bed sobbing because we won. I don't know, guys. It's it's like hair pulling out of my head. It's it's a challenge to like go week to week in this league and think like what's happening. Yeah, maybe I lost your connection. Right. No, 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 dude. We're 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 still here. We're still we're I, like I mean we we are the therapists with our notebooks, just listening and nodding to you right now. Like we're Ch- Chancy. I just want you to know, man. We're here for you. We're, <laughs> it's we're, amazing. Like to we're think here for about you. it. Like how you can be this interesting and compelling of a franchise. Just so much fun to watch and so many exciting games, but yet be so excruciatingly painful obviously that's why the nfl has the ratings why baseball's in the tank and why these i mean nobody can compete with it but i don't know like we've got so many good players yet it's the same old story it's just painful i want a gunslinger i i would rather lose with a blazing gunslinger throwing pick sixes and I, I'm tired of conservatism. I, I, I want to go down betting the house on red on the roulette wheel. I'm sick and tired of playing it safe. Dude, I have. Chansey, you're the best. We appreciate you every single week. You, you ride this roller coaster. You've lit dumpster fires live on the show in the past. Chansey is one of the best. Chansey and Fargo. But to what he's saying, like, we're all watching this game. You know, just just by just by sort of the anecdotal eye test, right? They're throwing freaking three yard passes. They're throwing screens. Everything is short of the sticks. If it's a third and twelve, it's a seven yard pass or a three yard pass. If it's third and seven, it's a four yard pass, right? And so Arif Hassan, our friend who covers the Vikings from the Athletic, he tracked down these advanced stats. I'm going to give you guys a nerd stat of the week a few days earlier. Get those right? nerds! I know Trayvon Diggs has, you know, this is the first time he hasn't intercepted a pass. Intercepting passes. The perception is that the Cowboys' defense is amazing, right? Well, the Cowboys have allowed more yards per attempt than all but four other teams. They're right there with the Chiefs' defense, basically, and the Lions' defense in yards per attempt allowed through the air defensively. You can move the ball in chunks on that defense. And tonight, Kirk Cousins' average depth of throw was four yards. Cooper Rush, 10. Cooper Rush was throwing the ball twice as far in the air on average in his first ever NFL start than a 10-year NFL veteran quarterback who makes $35 million a year to the salary cap. He's the franchise quarterback that they have essentially hitched their entire salary cap to, right? And Mike Zimmer, the combination of Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins, and Clint Kubiak put training wheels on him and this offense. And Kirk, by the way, I think kind of likes having the training wheels. I think he kind of I think he'd rather four yard pass than throw the ball ten or twelve yards down the field. I know we're having some connection issues here, by the way, but I think we can push through it and uh cross our fingers. Uh if you are watching us on Vikings Ventline here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Uh, please click subscribe and also the like button and um, spread the word about this therapy session here. 
Judd Zolgad, what's happening at U.S. Bank Stadium right now? Press uh, conferences and whatnot. Yeah, they're, they're they're playing the Zim press conference for the press box, and he just said that he forgot about the rule about you can't call back to back timeout. So he, he just, forgot. He, he forgot. Just, he just forgot that you couldn't do, do that at an incredibly <laughs> Dude, important are, like, moment of the game. No. Um. And it, so here's what here's what drives you crazy too. Trayvon Diggs on Jefferson. Trayvon Diggs, uh, I believe, had two penalties called when he was trying to cover Justin Jefferson, because you know what he can't do? He can't cover him. Yeah. That was that was an invitation early in this game to continue to attack him. And instead, Justin Jefferson was forgotten about. Like, all yeah. of this. But, but the thing about this is, like, forget it, as awful as this game was. And it was two teams basically saying, you take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. Forget that for a second. What this game was, was it just really crystallized what, we feared which is this isn't working anymore it's just not working anymore um you you played a team tonight with a quarterback who i will continue to say does not belong in this league he cannot play he should not be that ball he looked like jamie moyer at the end of his baseball career there was zero zip that ball traveled like this (laughs) phil like i could throw that ball and i can't throw um so i think what we saw tonight just crystallized no matter what we see the rest of the way it's over. It has to change you, now. What's the? Because I think people are wondering here, and, and I'm just looking at these Zimmer quotes too. Yeah, he said he just he said it's. I forgot. I just. Yeah. It's my mistake. Do you? Yeah. Per, a percent chance that they fire him in the next 48 hours? Because I think I, it's zero. I right? don't think they're going to. No, I think if they had lost to Detroit, I think if they had lost to Detroit game, there was a very good chance. I think if they had lost to Carolina, it might have been tempting. Um, but I didn't say I wouldn't have said that there was a very good chance. I think there is zero chance. And you know what? Phil, I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. What you have to do is you have to right now, I think, start to have a plan to hit the detonate button. It doesn't need to be tomorrow. It doesn't need to be on Wednesday. I don't even care at this point. Um, But we saw from everybody who's important tonight, we saw what we needed to see to solidify our opinion that, you know, there might have been a chance and there might have been a time this could work. That time is just gone. It's absolutely gone. And it's not working. And that's true of Kirk. That's true of the of of Clint Kubiak, who, you know, comes from his father, Gary. That's true of Mike. It's just not working. I mean, tonight's loss is as inexcusable as you can possibly get. And don't forget, too, it's it's the third consecutive game the first time. But it's the third consecutive game in which the Vikings have had some type of lead that they somehow can't hold on to. And two of those three games are against the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys with a quarterback who is barely functioning. Yeah. So, um, dude, it's just it's what a frustrating loss for the Vikings tonight. Again, national TV guys like this was a freebie, man. Dak Prescott didn't play. And Collins Prescott said didn't freaking play in this game. And, and Chris said what? I Chris Collinsworth said, I don't have it in front of me, but I tweeted it out earlier at Phil Mackey on Twitter. I said. Uh, I, so Chris Collinsworth said, if you, the Minnesota Vikings, can't beat the Dallas Cowboys at home when they're playing a backup quarterback, it's an embarrassment. And he's right. 100%. He might have used a different word, but it was something strong like that. 100%. All right, who's up next here? Looks like Colin. Where are you calling in from, so to speak, sir? Hey, boys, I'm calling from Orlando, Florida. Right on, man. Love what, it. What, what did you see tonight? Not much. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Not much. Um I think when Daniil Hunter went out, I think a lot of our pass rush took a beating a little bit because I know Dallas lost Tyron Smith at some point. He was kind of holding everybody down. But once that 
other guy came in, seemed like we were starting to get some more pressure. Defense, for the most part to me, didn't play all that bad. I think at the end, obviously, we let, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott breaking those two tackles was inexcusable on third down and long. But, yeah, they've their play calling is vanilla minus vanilla. That's <laughs> it's kind. Just, it's just – it's yeah, it's about as nice as I can be about it. Um, I would love for them to make a move now. I don't think they're going to. It would be nice to see them maybe tank. I don't know. I mean, I think we've seen all we can see from this team right now, and I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, I mean, it's like that, that's the other thing too is they're not going to just tank because they're they're too good. Like look at their look at the weapons they have in this team, and the Neil Hunter's shoulder got jacked up tonight, so. You know, I don't know how long that's going to be, but like they're not the roster's too good for them to just go five and twelve and get a top five pick. You know, I don't I don't disagree with you on that. It's just, I mean, uh, one one other problem that I had that nobody's really talked about is all Udo looked more like Rashad Hill today. I mean, give this give Wyatt Davis a shot. I don't know. It seemed like when they put Darius out in, he seemed to play pretty well, and he's played pretty good he got beat a couple of times but i don't think he was too bad but man udo looked terrible like he got he gave up a lot wyatt davis isn't even active that's how little they trust him right now and and i think i i think between accepted and declined penalties only is it something like i want to say six or seven in in the past two weeks think about that for a second yeah no it's bad penalty machine dude colin great stuff man Appreciate you yeah, coming thanks, on, guys. taking part in yep. this Vikings therapy session here. Vikings Vent Line, part of the Purple Daily umbrella of Vikings Entertainment. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Judd's at the stadium right now at U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, a shout-out to our friends at Federated, too. Federated Insurance has been helping business owners with risk management. I think uh, maybe our friends in Purple might need some help with uh, risk management. I think they need some help, like, they have too much risk management. Like they're too they're they're too obsessed with right. managing right. risk. They don't like know go, how to do it. Go for the go for the t- the peak upside potential yes. of your offense. Yes. Right. Uh, but Federated's here to make sure that your bottom line is protected. Your employees are protected, and also um, they have amazing resources you can tap into at FederatedInsurance.com. At Federated, it's our business to protect your. We got Declan back here. Just some. Uh, this is this is definitely the most people we've ever had on a Vikings Vetline episode, and I think our our uh, Purple Daily systems got overloaded there. But we're we're hanging in there. Let's get Frankie on here next. Sure. On Vikings Vetline, Frankie, where are you joining in from here today? I'm here in Mason City, Iowa, All right. and I'm just I don't know. I I was here on week one. You guys saw my dad, Frank Marino, senior, a couple yeah. years uh, weeks ago. I think it was on the Arizona game. And I'm with you guys. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm going to be turning 30 next week. That might, you know, and I'm kind of, I'm there with Declan in the sense that, you know, I'm done. I'm done seeing this mediocrity. Why can't we strive to do better as a team? Why can't we go out and say, we're going to jam it down their throats and we're going to win? This is a backup quarterback that's never played a snap. And he kicked our butts today. Like, what are we going to do? Like, you can't say Kirk can't do something on the line. And, you know, hats off to Kirk. He's done really well this week yeah. or, or this year. But he hasn't lived up to his contract in the sense that he can't call plays at the line of scrimmage. 
pull. You know what I mean? But yeah, I just want to hear you guys' take because at this point, I just I don't really have a whole lot to say anymore about this team. I think that's the problem. I I, I think. I think the problem is it, it's becoming very clear that this is just done. Like, it, it's just like, we're always like, well, Kirk's continuing to improve now. You know, there might be a difference here or the defense yeah. is playing better or they won this game and look at they're the comeback kids now. And I think what tonight did, un- unfortunately, because it's really depressing. I think what it did is it sort of confirmed our worst fears that this has run its course. And you know what? There were some good years. There were some good days. 2017 was great fun. Yeah. and and. I'll always say this. I'll credit them in 2018 for signing Kirk because in their opinion, they were taking a shot at a title, which I appreciate greatly because the credo of this show is to pursue a Super Bowl title. Mm -hmm. Uh, But tonight, what we saw was just confirmation. Um, The kids and us have to split. No, I I, want to ask a question here. So Frankie, so you're, you're going to be 30 years old. You know, you've, you've probably been watching NFL football for what, like 20 years at least. Yes. So you, you have like twenty two two plus decades of conscious awareness of NFL football. You probably watch on a regular basis. You probably watch a lot of college football. Yes. You got that dirty, grimy hat on right there. My Hawkeyes you, lost you know a fraud team when you see it right you there. Didn't that... <laughs> you didn't look good yesterday against the Badgers, that's for sure. So so here's my question, because I every single day I see on Twitter or Instagram, whether it's the Vikings account or you know, a, a Kirk Stan blogger or podcaster puts out some stat that shows Kirk Cousins is in a group of five quarterbacks to ever do this. And it's like Dan Marino and Tom Brady and all the greatest quarterbacks that have ever walked the face of the earth, right? And so, like, you can look at any statistic and you can see Kirk Cousins belongs in the Hall of Fame. And then you can even look this year and see, my God, like, you know, he's you know one of the top 10 or 15 MVP candidates if you look at the numbers. But if you've been watching football for 20-plus years or you've been watching football for 30 or 40-plus years, Let's strip away the stats for a second. Based on what you see with your eyes tonight, for example, does that really look like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Does that really look like a guy that belongs in the same tweet or the same sentence as Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes or Dan Marino? When that dude has no idea what to do with 20 seconds left and the clock ticking at the end of the first half, he doesn't know if he should call a timeout or spike it, do you think Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or, hell, 2009 Brett Favre, which we got to see a magic carpet ride with, right? Do you think those guys get lost and flummoxed in that moment and get paralyzed and don't know what to do? Stop burying your head in profootballreference.com's leaderboards and watch the games. What do you see if you've been watching football for 20, 30, 40 years do you really think Kirk Cousins is the leader that's going to bring you to a Super Bowl championship? And Mike Zimmer as a coach, same question. The answer is no. I'm so sick of these stats. Kirk Cousins, look at the look at the yards and the touchdowns. I don't care. I don't care. Watch the games with your eyes. Yeah. Super Bowl, just like you guys say every single week. You know, I, I was excited at first when we signed Kirk because I thought, hey, he was the missing piece. Obviously, after four mm-hmm. years, I was wrong, you know, but I just don't know what to say anymore about this team. This team is just we have the pieces you know, and, and we have the weapons to be good. 
but we just don't have the mindset. We don't have the mindset to go out and say, we're going to stick it to you guys. We're going to be the ones that we're going to run this game. But no, it's the same. It's the same old Zimmer. He doesn't know how to uh, do clock management. He only focuses on the defense. He doesn't give a, a bleep about the offense. It's just I'm done. After eight years, I'm done. Well, with and, with squad. And the defense is a big talking point too, because the defense tonight, the the offense was disgusting and gross. The defense was inexcusable. Um, Bashad Breland can't play. Bashad Breland did his best Chris Dishman tonight. He literally tipped the ball to Cooper. He was all he had to do was break he that did up. What? I was waiting he, for the Al Michaels. He did, but I mean, short of the fact that that in the Monday night game at Lambeau, Dishman was on the ground. Um, Breland juggled the ball to Amari Cooper for a catch. And here's the other problem. Cameron Dancer is a full-time starter, not there yet either. And so you had you allowed them, and Anthony Barr misses a tackle. Like, what are you doing? Zeke Elliott was stopped. He was stopped short. And you let him in one of the most key moments. Think about the breakdowns. Forget about, and, and yes, Kirk Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr missed the initial tackle, right? Yes. And, and McKenzie what's the, what's Alexander the point of him be making 12 and Barr, There's nothing. But, but just for one second, as bad as Kirk and the offense were, let's go to the bread and butter of this franchise, which in their opinion, right or wrong, is defense. And let's look at how a guy who is a third-string QB who was basically uh, thrust into a starting role because there were no options beyond that led his team down the field because Bashad Breland is playing volleyball with the football and because this team can't tackle and you're built around and you're supposed to be built around defense. Like this is where the whole thing just no longer works. The puzzle is a mess as, as was uh, put on there by Dex from the comments, the marriage is just over. Like we need to just accept this and move on and fit who gets the house. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. Who gets the dog. We're like, we spend so much time here. trying to like, Well, who's like, it's, it's no, not, it Zimmer, it's, it's not Kirk's fault. It's this guy's fault. No, I'm done with that. I don't care. It doesn't, who, I, I don't even care whose fault it is anymore. I agree. They're not like, it's not a Super Bowl team. This has been eight years. It's been four years of cousins, eight years of Zimmer. Like, but it's, it's also a declining, Zimmer. but, but clearly what we saw tonight is it's also a declining team. Its identity is lost. Yeah. The identity of this team until Mike is gone is going to be defense. And tonight, what I saw against the Cowboys, they still cannot stop the run. Everything that goes into the A-gap gets four yards. Yep. Let's get to our next uh, Vikings fan here, Dex. Yeah, let's go to Rob. Rob, what's up, man? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. Checking in from uh, Connecticut. It's officially uh, Kirktober's over here. It's November in my time zone, so we're we're in a new new place. Checking in for therapy. How's how's everybody doing? We're here for you. Yes. Tell us us what's on your mind. Tell us what's been eating at you here. Go ahead, Rob. I want to talk about the macro. I'm I'm disgusted with that game. I'm 26. I've watched that game my entire life, and – uh, there's probably a reason my uncle records the games, looks at the score, and sees if they win, he'll watch them. If they don't, he doesn't even watch anymore. He's just, like, so dead inside, he can't even watch the games live anymore. So, <laughs> you're, listen, we got to look at ourselves in the mirror. This is the girlfriend you can't break up with, right? It's the Minnesota Vikings. But I'm all in on the 2022 Minnesota Vikings or the 2023 Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it's time to hit rock bottom. It's time to go oh and whatever for the rest of the season. Uh, here's a quick write that down. The Vikings will miss the playoffs and also not get a top 10 pick. That's what yeah. they do, right? Yeah, because that's Correct. like, yeah, they're they're yeah. not, there's no way, like they're going to be competitive. Exactly. You know, they, they might beat the Packers at home in three weeks. That's the thing about this team. Hit rock bottom. Go as low as you can go this year. You know what? Just, just pick one. Just be a Super Bowl winning team or be awful 
one or the other. I can't take it anymore. It's not working. This roller coaster relationship. They got our heart in a string like a yo-yo. We just gotta, you know, we gotta cut the cord here. The marriage is over. Let's let's move on and, and go to the next one. Uh, and the the last time I remember being a a, a happy about a game was 2009 when we destroyed Dallas 34 to three. That was that was pretty fun. When was the last time we did that to anybody? Well, I, I, I can tell you now. It's this is now I believe the twenty. So in the last twenty eight games, the Vikings have only had one twenty point lead or more. So yeah, it doesn't doesn't happen very often that they just step on a team's throat, which they should have done tonight. Coop, I mean Cooper Rush, give him credit for making passes late that he should have. But like that dude tried to turn like that throw he made between he tried to split the safeties like Xavier Woods picked off that pass like they showed the all 22 on on the Sunday Night Football telecast and it was like what is that guy looking at he tried so hard like you should have been up by 17 points in the first half but of course it's a Mike Zimmer coach Vikings team so everything must be sharpened down to the closest possible he threw four to five passes where honest to God God have no idea where they were supposed to go like yeah. he threw two to the Viking sideline and one was caught by a coach and it was a really nice pass to the coach. <laughs> I have no Dude, clue what he was trying to do. So, uh, who was the wide receiver for the Cowboys? He threw the nicest pass of the day. That was a beautiful ball. It was yeah. an it was awesome Wilson. spiral. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. High, high school Wilson. QB. High school QB. Yeah. Good arm. So bad. Rob, great. What, what, just one last thing. What, something yeah. wrong with whenever they score first, we lose. I, I don't understand that. They just got conservative. Yeah. After. Oh, dude, it's so bad. Like, all right, Rob, great stuff from you. Appreciate you from the uh, the east side of the country there. I have another stat for you guys here real quick. So um, coming into this game, you know, again, this stats, I test, these both match up. My thought has been the Vikings are amazing on the scripted plays. Like the first quarter for the Vikings, it's mostly scripted offensively. It's the plays that they installed, and they've been pretty good. The Vikings rank seventh in the NFL in first quarter scoring, just as you would suspect. If you script it, if everything is to, according to plan, Kirk does a good job, and the Vikings offense does. Well, they dropped to 14th in the second quarter, 12th in the third quarter, 30th in the fourth quarter. And you might say, well, I mean, like, yeah, but the, uh, who, who's, who, are, who are the leading scoring teams in the fourth quarter? Probably garbage time teams, right? Well, the Eagles are number one. But then it's the Cowboys, it's the Bills. It's like, it's like the top teams in the NFL, basically, score points in the fourth quarter. So um, when it's not scripted, when things get more improvisational and you have to counter-adjust, the Vikings from Cousins to Clint Kubiak to Zimmer, it's a disaster. Who's next on Vikings Vent Line presented by Surly Brewing Company Dex? You know what? Let's go to our f- true friend of the show, Mackie and Judd. Let's go to Dave from Surly. <laughs> Dave from Surly. In Dave. The house. What's How up, are we Dave? doing tonight? <laughs> not well after that. Dave, we know. need more Surleys now after that game. I got plenty. There you go. <laughs> show that show that can right way. So yeah, we'll do we'll do it the right way. I'll there. get all that by my marketing team. There we go. Dave, let me go. ask you this. How you close go. are there you go? There it there is. is. Get that close up. All right. How close are you gonna be in the next like minute while you rant to getting fired from your work? Um, more or less probably I'm gonna be really good tonight because I don't right, want to I don't want to do anything to affect anything that's going on. So I've already <laughs> been calm. I, I, you know, fourth quarter came in. I knew it was going to happen. That's the problem. That's the <laughs> problem with this team. You know, it's, we know as Viking fans, this is going to happen. When it said, you know, Cooper Rush, he's coming in, he's getting the quarterback. We're losing that game. It's over before it started. Um, you know, Judd and I, we talked about this. They're not going to fire Zimmer yet, but it's going to happen. 
And uh, at the end of the day, win or lose, Charlie's there for you. Yeah, it is. There it is. Yeah, that's right, yeah, Dave. That's right. We're, we're either the, we're either here for therapy or we're here to start the party. And Surly is the central figure. For it does both scenarios. For you. Yeah, it does both. It's reliable, <laughs> unlike the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> unlike Love that man. offensive line, but hey, you know, oh, uh, you know, Holy Udo, Holy Udo, hands down, worst game of his career. But who who's going to go in there? Nobody. They don't trust the young guys. It's over. Um, my favorite statement coming from my wife, who is a Packer fan, unfortunately. So mm. my my household is miserable right now. Um, <laughs> When they showed, when they showed Bradbury getting that 15 yard personal foul, she looked at me and goes, he made it look so easy to throw that big of a guy. Yeah. And I go, well, he's not, and he's not good and <laughs> way more choice worth, but Hey, it is what it is. Guys. It's true. I thought the same thing. I was like, man, like Garrett Bradbury just flew like five yards. He's yes. just, he's getting shoved around after plays. It's yes. ridiculous. I, I guess his costume was to be Rashad Hill today. There you go. Oh, wow, there it is. There it is. He like flew through the air though. It's like, dude, you're supposed to be a, a center. Yeah, like you're supposed no. to be formidable and you're being tossed around. It's over. It's over. It, it's over, gents. I mean, mm. oh, we yeah. just gotta have fun with it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and that's where Surly comes in. That's, that's right. Where it comes in. But All hey. right. Dave, we we appreciate you coming on. Appreciate the partnership. And, no, uh, keep, keep awesome. doing, doing great work, doing God's work, as I like to say. <laughs> Therapy is, and, man. And for, all, for all you Viking fans, pick up a pick up a twelve pack. It'll ease it up tomorrow. Yes, exactly. it will. Right. All right, exactly. That's Dave, Thanks, Dave, our friend from Surly here. Talk to you soon on Vikings Vent Line. Let's keep it rolling, man. Yeah. I think we've, yeah. we've yeah, said all we need up. to yeah. say. Yeah, let's keep let's, going. Uh, let's go to Tim. Tim, what's up, dude? You're on Vikings Vent Line. Where are you calling from? Uh, good morning, guys. I say good morning because I'm calling from Surrey in the UK where it's 20 past 4 a.m. Love it. And bloody, I stayed up for that? <laughs> I stayed up all night for that? God, dude. <laughs> what? I mean, I mean, you know, I hear you guys saying, you know, okay, let, you know, chance of firing Zimmer, not a chance. Let's just give the guy compassionate leave, okay? Anything. Just get him out of the building. He's standing there on the sideline. I mean, you see, he's holding his plates up. His hands are shaking so much Dude. he can't read them. Dude. He they forgot. Are... He for, he forgot. He can't call two timeouts. Like he was shook. He was yeah. shook. He was completely out of it. it you know, we, it's, well, it was still Halloween where you were. It wasn't where we were. We were already into November, so that explains why Kurt was so bad. But <laughs> so the, um, the carriage but, turned into a pumpkin. Unfortunately. Absolutely, yeah. but no, the you know it's still Halloween where you are, and they're all seeing ghosts. Everything that was looking good, or was looking promising at least, going into the bye, was bad tonight. The pass rush had been, you know, it was league leading, didn't show up. The you know the the passing game, we were all going, oh great, we've got three deep, it's great, we're going. They didn't show up. The running game was actually, to be honest, maybe even slightly better than it had been, but not by enough to make up for everything else. The secondary was just as everything that was looking promising. I don't know what they've done for the last two weeks, but they've it's not just that they've regressed. They've gone worse over the bye. And I mean I can only put that on the coaching. I really can. And you know, yeah, all right, maybe now's not the time to fire, but Something needs to happen. I mean, there was a shot on the telecast of um, 
the will one of the wills on his phone i'm just sitting there going please god be putting out a job description for a new coach please he's talking to doug peterson he's talking to doug peterson yeah Yeah, tim you tim you mentioned three deep by the way i think I i think the vikings do have a three deep i think it's just we thought it was thielen jefferson and osborne i think after tonight Change the poster to CJ Ham, Alex Madison, and Chris Herndon. Oh yeah, that's the new one. CJ, poor CJ Ham. Yeah, like, what are you doing throwing throwing me the ball? I don't. Yeah, want the even CJ Ham's like, what do you? What? Why am I getting targeted three want, times? It's ridiculous. I don't want the football, dude. <laughs> I'm supposed to down. block for guys. <laughs> well, Tim, we're sorry you had to stay up and watch that. Hopefully, you can at least sneak a nap in here early in the morning. Yeah, across the be. pond. I just took a shout out as well to all the other guys, the UK and Ireland Minnesota Vikings fan club. Um, quite a few of us were up um, on a Zoom call watching it together, and I think they all need this therapy. So uh, great being with you all guys, and see you all soon. Awesome, Thank man. You. Thanks, great Tim. Appreciate so, it, Really, we're, we're international here on Purple Daily. We're big in Europe. Huge in Europe. Huge in Vikings. Europe. That's what yeah. I hear. The leader in Europe, you could say. We're like a really band. Yeah, yeah, we're big. We're big there. Yeah, we really are. Yeah, we sell out stadiums. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, if you are, this is this is definitely we our our, our goal going into Sunday Night Football because we thought Dak Prescott was going to play was win or lose. Like, let's make this the biggest Vikings event line of all time. And then it was announced that Dak Prescott wasn't going to play and we were like, oh, that's kind of a buzzkill. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want them to I want them to win a Super Bowl at some point, but sometimes the therapy sessions make it worth it this Vikings community here on Purple Daily. And this is definitely the most people over the last hour that we've ever had uh, on the YouTube edition of Ventline. So thank you guys. We appreciate it. We're not done by any means yet, but if you are watching us right now, please click the subscribe button and the like button. Well, click the subscribe button so that we can give you daily Vikings entertainment. um, And so, you know, we can be connected, but click the like button. If you're just sick of this crap, so you can (laughs) spread the word by clicking the like button. If you are sick of this crap right now. Uh, Declan, who is up next? Let's go to our guy, Paulford Skull in Tennessee. Paulford, what's up, buddy? Gentlemen. Hey, I know you guys don't sponsor Burnsville Heating and Air anymore, but uh, you think they can give Zimmer a job? Sure. Phil, what do you think? I mean, they've got plenty of job sites in and right. around the uh, t- the general Twin Cities area, I'm sure. I think I think the first thing for Mike Zimmer is to create a LinkedIn account because I don't think he has one. I'm gonna, just going to go on a limb and say he probably isn't active I think it's a great idea. He's going to need think, a premium account in the next couple leaky, of months. Leaky HVAC I don't system care if he's the janitor for them. He just needs to go away. Hey, I, I took some notes during the game. I'm being like Judd. I was writing, <laughs> writing down a lot of stuff. It even says notes. And I, I, I'd like to start with some positives here. <clears throat> They're very few. I think it's one, maybe two. Uh, I'm at fourth and inches before halftime. Uh, everybody and their brother knew they were going to run Delvin up the middle. Everybody, I think they had 13 people in the box. Yeah, you can only have 11 on the field, but I think even the coach was standing in there like, yeah, run Delvin up the middle. And what did they do? Play action, and who was open? None other than Mr. Old Reliable Safety Blanket, Adam Thielen. And they got a big-time first down. That was a good. I was very impressed with that play calling. And I thought to myself also on defense, I thought, man, Griff, he's still a beast. He can get after it. That, That man was out there playing with some heart. Xavier Woods, he came and laid into uh, old Cooper Rush like a dump truck. I thought a freight train hit that poor guy. Didn't know if he was going to get back up. His soul left him on Halloween. Uh, <clears throat> now let's get into all the negatives. <laughs> That's about the rest of it. Like, when they panned, I think our, our fella from the UK just said to 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 the Wilson on his phone, texting away, I thought to myself, I hope he's 
radioing down to the sidelines right now after Zimmer just called two timeouts in a row and say, hey, let Mike know he's fired. You're fired! <laughs> Kiss my ass! Like, what in tarnation? This guy's been in the NFL longer than Dex has been alive. Like, two timeouts in a row? And that conservative BS before halftime? Like, everybody and their brother knows what the Vikings are gonna do. Like, I, I gotta stand up for this. This is now ridiculous. No, like, can I? Can I? So, can I also say, like, why are you about to call it? It's third and sixteen. Why are you about to call a timeout before the snap? What do you think? Like Cooper? Yeah. Oh God, Cooper Rush saw something. We need to call timeout. Did you, have, did you have nine guys on the field? Like, were you missing two players? Like, why are you like? Oh, we gotta call a timeout on third and sixteen, dude. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> Zimmer's literally on the sidelines. This is what he's doing. He's like. Uh, uh, I hope we don't lose this game. No, we're going to lose it. No, I'm so conservative. What is he doing? Every week, it's the same thing. Oh, we didn't get a touchdown before halftime with 45 seconds left to go. Let's just punt it on first down, gentlemen. I think that's a good play. You know what? I think the Vikings should come out on first down, opening drive, and just take a knee. Because that's where this team's at. Like, just take a knee. Like, or punt the ball. Get the ball and then just punt it on, from the opening kickoff. Like, this is ridiculous. Mike Zimmer has got to go. He is ridiculous. This team will go nowhere with Mike Zimmer. It is over. It is done. The marriage is wrecked. You can't salvage it. You're not getting anything tonight in bed, later in the week. It doesn't matter. Zimmer is done. He's over. He's trash. I'd rather Greg Joseph be the head coach. That guy can at least do something. <laughs> there he is. Way to go. You know what? Holford School. Taking notes has paid off. Taking notes. You see how valuable it is to take notes? Always take notes, kids. I, I thought to myself, what would Judd do? And it, hey, Breland, what what has got to happen? The ball hit the guy in the chest two times. Two times. And that guy can't even catch a ball. What is he still doing on the field? Oh, and then he, oh, my hamstring. Oh, is this a game <laughs> road out here? I text my buddy back home in Minnesota. I said, oh, look, Xavier Rhodes is back out there. Oh, wait. No. no. Uh, at, uh, at least Rhodes was good. At, uh, least, at least when Rhodes pulled that stunt, he was good. And so you were like, oh, my gosh, he's hurt. I hope he's okay. With Breland, you're like, okay, he's probably out. The line, man up. The line played great in the first half. You saw Kirk dancing around with all the time in the world to throw the ball. And what does he – oh, my God, what does he do? Oh, uh, uh, second down. C.J. Ham, where's he at? There he is. Okay, third and eight. Now what do we do? I know what to do. We're going to throw it to C.J. Ham. Yeah. <laughs> Not to the first down. What are we doing? Throw the ball past the first like down. That. That's all you have to do. Throw it down. I, I don't know, man. I, I thought I, I thought one more of those CJ Ham plays. I think it was about to break, Pulford. It was it was I, I saw it. It was close. Daylight in front of what? him. What, what we might as well take Jefferson off the field, take Thielen off the field, line up CJ Ham out wide, put eight offensive linemen out there, and go throw it to thirty. What <laughs> what are we doing? What Love is it. this team doing? Put Greg Joseph out there at wide out next to CJ Ham while we're at it. Did you guys notice, too, on the final Hail Mary? And I know that it was a fire drill because they're trying to get the ball snapped. It was fourth down. Like, they couldn't spike it. Uh, but I think, like, Kirk wound up just, like, rolling out to his right and just, like, throwing the ball 10 yards out of bounds. Like, yes, on the last play of the game, just, it, it dude, has to just. Be, 
It has to be a shot, and he's got the arm to take a shot, and he literally no. scrambled like he was buying time for the next play, and then, he, and then he took the conservative safe route, and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? That ball's got to go down the field. And why, like, and, why, and, like, why is there even, like, an outbreaking route on that play? Like, why, are the, why is everyone not just running to the end zone yes. for a Hail Mary? It's so weird. Squadron right, right? Tommy Kramer to Rashad. The final play, Mike Zimmer's like, Hand it off to CJ Ham. Just give it to CJ Ham up the middle. He'll run it all the way to the end zone. CJ Ham, where's CJ Ham at? CJ Ham, anybody know where CJ Ham it. is? Amazing. Pulford School. Dude, doing? appreciate you coming on, showing Good off Pulford. the guns tonight, too. Just rocking yeah. it. Um, one of our favorite doing callers his own here. Stunts on Vikings. Falling down to show us God. how Bashad Breland falls down. All right, who's up next? This is ridiculous. Vikings losing that game tonight. Cooper Rush. I tried to warn you guys about Cooper Rush. You wouldn't listen. Oh, talk about that. Oh, oh, we got a dog. Yeah, how you guys doing? I think we have a little connection issue there. Yeah, yeah, we did, but great dog. Let's see. Who's love, next I love here. seeing the dogs. Dex, by the way, Declan, you're muted if you want to. About to say we love the pups, but yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe and Mister Doodles go. was uh, was having an issue there. Sorry, Let's Joe. uh, okay. we'll, we'll keep it going here with uh, actually, let's get it. Let's get Tyler Fornis on. Tyler Fornis, what's up, man? Oh, nice. Oh, Tyler Fornis from, from Climbing the Pocket and NBC Sports. What's going on, man? Friend of the show. Good to see oh, you, man. Hey, it's you know it's good to see you too. And unfortunately, I ran out of surly, so I can't be drinking one right now. But let me tell you that fix that next time. Ah. Uh, uh, you know, I work at a liquor store. You think I would have figured it out by now? But <laughs> I haven't yet. Um, gentlemen, this this team is purgatory. We're too good to be bad, and we're too bad to be good. And I think a lot of it starts. And Phil, you you really mentioned it off the top uh, with the scripted plays. After the scripted plays, this offense looked like there was just no confidence there from the top up, the top down. And this is this is the Kirk Cousins that we've always seen. The guy who can make all the throws, but he chooses not to consistently. Um, we ran way too many uh, uh, split zones where you've got the one guy crossing across the offensive line and it, trying to use some boot action. They sniffed it out just like Green Bay did in that uh, 2019 game when they just ran all over us for the division. Like We're not doing nearly enough on the offensive side of the football to be creative. We're not pushing the ball down the field. A lot of that has to do with Kirk Cousins just being a chicken and not wanting to throw the ball in any kind of congested space. He wants to make sure every throw is perfect or wide open. And you have two top 15 receivers in football. Now look at the Dallas Cowboys. They have three arguably top 20 receivers in football. Michael Gallup didn't play tonight, but he is a very, very good receiver. And they had Cooper Rush playing. They lost Tyron Smith at the end of the first half. You know what they did? They still pushed the ball down the field. They empowered their quarterback to push the ball down the field. He did push the ball down the field, and they ended up winning the football game. Like yeah. it, this, t- the Vikings, are, I don't think, are going to fire Mike Zimmer. They really should, but the Wolves have a have a history where they have not fired a head coach outside of insubordination since they took over the team in 2005. They've only done it after the season's over. They did it with Tice. They did it with Leslie Frazier. Unless uh, Mike Zimmer decides to cut Adam Thielen tomorrow. I don't think that he's going to get fired in season. It just doesn't seem like their MO. But this team, this team needs to be fixed, and you have to start by getting rid of QB1. You have to bring somebody else who will have the guts to make the throws to your talented receivers. And you have to have some creativity on the, on the offensive play calling, and you have to have confidence 
in both your play caller and your quarterback. And it's evident this team ha- does not have that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tyler, Stat what, of the night, average yeah. depth of target, Kirk Cousins, four yards, mm-hmm. and Cooper Rush, 10 yards. Average mm-hmm. depth of target tonight. Sorry, Dex, go ahead. Tyler, quickly, what did, what did you think, too, just like of Kellen Moore's performance tonight, like him drawing up game plans for Cooper Rush? Like, what did you think of, of his play? Because obviously Cooper Rush was limited. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's, Cooper, that might be one of the, his only NFL start in his career. But what did you think Cooper Rush was able to do with a guy who hasn't played an NFL game his entire career? Look, Kellen Moore's a fantastic play caller. He is going to be a head coach next season unless he decides to turn a job down. Because Brian Dayball probably should have been head coach uh, in the last cycle. But my assumption is he turned down every opportunity because he didn't feel it was the right fit. I think Kellen Moore's only going to turn down the right opportunity, or sorry, opportunities if he doesn't feel it's the right fit. He turned down Boise State, his alma mater, where he went 50 and three, the most <laughs> wins in college football history. Because he's an NFL offense quarter. He just didn't feel like he was right. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he turned down a job this offseason, but I think he's going to be at the top of everybody's list because that guy, one, gets it, empowers his players, and he did not back down having a backup quarterback and not Dak Prescott. Great yeah. stuff, man. Thank Tyler you. Fornis, go check out. You can follow him on Twitter, Climbing the Pocket, and, uh, and you're also doing work for, uh, for NBC Sports Edge as well, correct? Yep, and then I also uh, now write for the USA Today's Vikings Wire, so I got my hands in a little bit of everything. Boy. Very nice. Nice, man. All right, awesome, we'll talk. Man. We'll get you, get you on, a, on the show again soon. Thanks, Tyler, for staying up late with us here yeah, on the Vikings Ventline. Because the draft is going to be the one damn thing that, that we possibly ha- have left. You know, I also think what we've seen now solidifies the fact that no matter who the next coach is and who the uh, next QB is, that they have to be on the same page. Like, enough with this. The quarterback operates independent, and, oh, he goes to his coordinator. 2021, this has to be a situation where where the head coach and the quarterback work hand-in-hand, not as, as, well, you're a necessary evil, which is what Kirk is in Mike's mind. Um, And Kirk, too. So so Dex, um, I, I think he texted us. He saw this on TV, and I noticed it began the spiral tonight. So... The scripted first series, they go, what, 71 yards? They look great. Score a touchdown. Thielen touchdown. The second series, they take a shot to Jefferson. Again, I don't blame Kirk. Something happened with Justin. He didn't get the ball, but it was still a really good play call, and it damn near worked. Then third down, the next play is a pass to Tyler Conklin that Kirk sails. And Kirk, after that, was very upset. And he, like, went back to the bench and – Dex sent me a note, so I watched, and he, like, pouted. He, like, was sitting there, head like this. Um, he was really upset, and then eventually get, got up with his helmet on and went to talk to, like, Thielen, and mm-hmm. he was never the same after that. Like, something mm-hmm. flustered him. I don't know if it was the miss with Jefferson. I don't know if it was the Conklin play. I don't know. I, he, I was that, side, he was mad at his He was mad at his sideline for something. The timeout? Because I think they called a timeout, which, by the way, it's a first-half timeout. I, I don't really care about that. But long story short, after that, he was never the same. Like yeah, that he, he, he definitely he he yelled at his sideline. Yeah, I think it was on the timeout because I I couldn't tell if he wasn't getting the plays in quick enough or or if it was like a personnel issue they had the wrong personnel in. But he was mad at the sideline for something. Okay. Um. And by the way, Justin Jefferson was only targeted four times in that yeah. game. Yeah, he only yeah four Shame. times. And I don't want to. And I don't want to hear two things. I don't want to hear Trayvon Diggs 
Because Trayvon Judd had the numbers all week. Trayvon Diggs is averaging giving up 19 yards per catch this season. Now he's only allowing like 50% reception. But like there's big plays to be had on Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. So to not even target him because of Trayvon Diggs is absolutely cowardly. And also, I don't want to hear that like, oh, well, they were accounting for him and double covering him. It's like, you don't think they do that to Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins and all these other like Stefan Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs gets a ton of attention. Still, like they still yeah. throw the ball to him. No, like, that's a bunch. it's 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 yes. it's ridiculous. Yes. Here, so so the first drive, which uh, was culminated with the Thielen sixty or the, the twenty yard touchdown to Thielen, was seven plays and sixty one yards. I'm going to quickly run through the remainder of the night for your Vikings plays wise. Okay, four, three, three, four, four, mm-hmm. uh, seven, three, three. And and the one that actually went 11 plays was the one where Dallas jumped on the punt, and the Vikings parlayed that into an 11-play drive and a field goal. But that was only because the Cowboys, again, who took, spent the entire game trying to give the game to the Vikings, screwed up. So basically you have this great drive to start the game with. You know, the script looks great. Oh, man, the second drive went four plays, but you actually had some good ideas. And after that, you checked out. You checked out. Um, all right. Per this comment on the screen here. Yep. From Aging Healer. says Thielen's agent tweeting. So Thielen's agent is a friend of the show, Blake Barrett. He's, he's based in Minneapolis. Um, we all know Blake pretty well. So Blake in the last hour has tweeted three things. I represent a lot of Vikings and I cannot watch this. It's painful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His next tweet was, it's time, dot, 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 dot. And then he said, I'm going to be transparent tomorrow because enough is enough. Yeah. I don't want to put words in his mouth because I don't know what exactly he's referring to on, on all of the, on the it's time dot, dot, dot. But I think he's referring to Mike Zimmer. Yeah. That it's, yeah, he's re- it's yes. time. I his- don't think he's referring to Kirk. I think he's referring to Mike Zimmer here. Adam Thielen makes a living being very good at catching passes. Tonight, again, not the first time, largely forgotten when it mattered most. Um, There were plays that I saw with my own two eyes where Kirk was checking down or throwing short and 17 wide open at times, 19 open. And like this is the National Football League. You don't have to be standing there all by your lonesome. You're open if there's a window to throw to you. So yeah, my guess is that this is that this is Blake Barrett's being upset, rightfully so, about the head coach and probably the play calling. Um, and and this gets into the conversation of how much of this comes back to Kirk and his decisions. And in fairness, I don't know. I mean, he had a terrible game, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, if I represented Thielen or Jefferson tonight, I'd be livid. Who is next on Vikings vet line here, Declan? Yeah, let's go to uh, let's go to our guy Hafid. Hafid, you got us, okay, man? Yeah, you guys can hear me. Yep, we got you, Hafid. You look uh, like you look like Michael Myers coming yeah, in uh, from the shadows right now. I'm trying to haunt Zimmer for Halloween. That's what I want to be for Halloween. <laughs> I, I, I will try to stay calm today, because uh, I haven't really recovered from the past screaming or whatever I've been doing. But to make a point, you know. Michael Parsons was jumping all the underneath fullback and running back routes, which left the drag routes underneath the Thielen wide open a few times on the screen. And when I seen that, I said, 
please don't throw it underneath. There's um, a feeling right above Micah Parsons. I don't know if Kirk didn't want to make that pass. He assumed uh, Micah Parsons might just suddenly stop and jump over it and grab it. But he was, Kirk Cousins was absolutely trying to not take any kind of risk, even when it was not a risk. We, I, I seen uh, Thielen on the drag a few times wide open, and he went to the chuck down because they have they run high lows all the time, the Vikings. So they have two underneath routes and one going deep. He's always taking the one that's right directly in his division. He doesn't want to go over the defenders what a quarterback is supposed to do. The offense he ran today, it was a Christian Ponder, Travars Jackson option, uh, offense without the running ability. So that's what we were running out there today. It was embarrassing. As a Viking fan, you know, you have to get accustomed to this by now. But we keep, you know, hope alive uh, because of, you know, the purple Kool-Aid we drink all the time. They give us purple Kool-Aid in our lunch, and then we end up drinking it through the week because <laughs> they beat teams like the Panthers. And now, the, you know, the scary part is, I think uh, with uh, James Winston injury, the playoff spots become wide open. I think if the Vikings somehow fix the ship, they might be able to beat a tiebreaker with the Panthers. And then we will get into the playoff and get demolished in a wild card spot. And this is the worst scenario that can happen to this team. Because guess what happens? We're rewatching the movie again and again and again, and it won't stop. And, and, and on the defense side, Mike Zimmer likes to protect his defense from scoring points, but nothing else. He, time of possession, yard, you name it. And when offense is on the other side uh, of the field and not coming in, it's hard for them to establish rhythm. Uh, so it, when, when Dantzler and Breland are giving out these hitch routes all game long, it, may, it made me realize sometimes how incompetent other coaches are because we are giving them that and they're not taking it all game long. I would never run the ball if I knew Mike Zimmer is playing an average 7.8 yards off the line of scrimmage from any wide receiver. So they were running just hitches, wide open catch. Hitches, wide open catch. Sometimes, I don't know why they go away from that. Just continue to dominate the Vikings and, you know, run up the middle when you get to the 10-yard line. But sometimes the other offensive coordinators, I feel like, are not even taking advantage of the Vikings quite enough because we're giving them those plays until the last possession when we started uh, pressing on them giving safety up over the top. But outside of that, the defense was really bad, as except Gif Griffin and uh, that Woods uh, safety guy. Outside of those two, our offense... It's our offense, and, and, and the defense is frustrating because they, they take up so much time that even when the, the, the quarterback comes back on the field, we don't have uh, rhythm. We've been sitting cold for 10 minutes on the sidelines. So, you know, just get into more rhythm. We are basically a Tesla trying to put gas in the car. Uh, you know, that's not, that's not what this car is built for. We're built to throw the ball, throw the ball. You know, we're, hey, we're trying Hafid, to put diesel. Uh, Hafid, are you uh, are you based in are you based in in Minnesota? I'm based in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Okay, Lake, because Minnesota. I want I want to make this the vent of the night brought to us by Surly Brewing Company. And Hafid, if you're down, you just won a uh, basically a trip for four to the Surly Brew Hall. Two appetizers for your table, wow. four entrees of your choice, one per person, and three beers per person. Yeah, that's courtesy better. of our friends. At Surly, the the beer hall is back. Uh, over thirty beers on draft from Judd's flagship favorite, Furious. Uh, to to also experimental and vintage beers you can only get mm. at the beer hall. And the kitchen is amazing. Uh, the brisket, the tortas, like oh, yeah. it's ridiculous awesome food. Stuff. I got one so, thing to say, Mike Zimmer. You like that? You yeah. like that, <laughs> Mike? You like that? At least I got something out of this. Painful watching torn. They tortured me today. They tortured me. I was tortured 
from the get-go. I knew what was going to happen. You know, at the end of the game, when, when they were going for that, I knew they were going for a field goal. Like, the, off, the penalty saved us, like, three penalties at the end of the game. 15 yards, 15 yards, 15 yeah. yards. How do you get three 15-yard penalties and you're still at the eight-yard line? It's, it's, <laughs> how is that possible? The math didn't even add up. It's penalty, penalty, penalty. penalty. <laughs> and we were, we were just going backwards. They're, they're we like going still backwards. at the 50-yard line. It's yeah. like mathematically impossible. For the this Cowboys the tried to help you. The <laughs> officials tried to help you. And you said, no, no, no. We'll take the L. Give us the hey, L. Hafid, send an email. Uh, just follow up. VikingsVentline at gmail.com. And we'll hook you up with uh, a little trip to Surly. All right? Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I love when Hafid. He, that reminded me of that Nickelodeon show. Are you afraid of the dark? Or oh, like, there's show, the, yeah. like, there's just the light on the on like your mouth and nose. Have you brought the fastball late yeah, night too? Dude, I'm very impressed fastballs, by that. Fastballs, racing balls, off speed, everything yeah. was working for him, man. Yeah, that was yeah. A, that was a four pitch repertoire, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that was right, not Nick Blackburn Cutter. Uh, let's just go with uh, <laughs> let's go with our guy Cody here. Cody, what's up, dude? Look at oh man, look at this uh, little setup. State of hockey, Cody. Uh-oh. Cody, I think you're muted, man. You might be muted, oh, my man. Yeah, I was There we muted. go. There Sorry, we go. There we go. Right. I, like I love that. your guys' show. That's all I got to say. Well, yeah. Here. I, you know, got the nice flags in the back. But uh, this team, you know, I love them to death. They're on my arm. But I just, I can't take it much more. And I'm only 24. And it's like, I just, uh, It gets worse. Dude, that's, that's bad news, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, don't, I, don't, don't I don't know worry. what to tell you. It yeah. gets worse. When I was when I was 24, I was experiencing Brett Favre throwing across his body and uh, <laughs> into traffic in the NFC Championship game. I was 24 game, with so like, Moon. Those were the days. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good quarterback. I, t- I tell you, the Vikings have always been my number one. I've always said I bleed purple. But I tell you this, I'm leaning more towards bleeding green mm-hmm. for, the, for the wild. You're racing all day. Oh, yeah. Heck mm-hmm. yeah. Born, born in Owatonna and now live in Albert Lee. And there you go. Minnesota. So what? Let let me ask you this. So so you're 24. You're you're already just kind of kind of sick of this whole thing. What pisses you off the most about this year's Vikings team? Time management a lot. It's I don't I can't even bring words to describe watching. Like at the end of the half, that was just disgraceful. I almost turned the game off because it was like really, you have one timeout. It was what like 20 seconds something like that, and they just didn't – no one called a timeout. Everybody was just, like, looking at each other, like, what are we supposed to do? Hello? Yep. Dude, I'm breaking news here, not not, not the news that people are hoping for, but here's a Kirk Cousins quote on what we're talking about right now. Kirk Cousins on the situation at the end of the first half where 20 seconds just ran off the clock. Like, what? you could spike it, you could call timeout, what's happening? Quote, I just let Zim handle the timeouts because I never know quite what the coaches want to do with that. Here's the yeah, but, here's the here's the full quote from Zimmer. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. That's a Zimmer's quote was on a different scenario that they screwed up. There's multiple, but Kirk Cousins on the record saying, "I just let Zim handle the timeouts because I never know quite what the coaches want to do with that." What great leadership, by the way! Just amazing leadership by the. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just listen. I just let other people handle. I am Teflon. I am not to blame for anything ever. Even though I'm one of the three highest paid players in the entire league, I just let other people handle everything. So he literally is going now with the I just work here defense. Everything uh, now yes, is a hundred percent. I just, I just work. Guys. I'm just an employee of the Vikings. Like like I mean, he might as well sell tickets. I, I mean, I don't know what to do. You, 
dude, there's one timeout left. The clock is running. Your head coach despises offense. You have every right to say, we're calling a timeout. And then what's Mike going to say? You shouldn't have called that timeout. I mean, the clock is ticking. There's nowhere else to go with that. It's a first half timeout. Just use it. And instead, he like looks all bewildered. And and he was, I'm, I'm telling you, after that second drive, he was shaken, and I don't understand exactly why. But, I mean, you, when Kirk plays with confidence, Kirk's got a fighting chance because he's got abilities. When Kirk loses the mojo, he is hopeless. But, and tonight, but let's, he became hopeless. Let's stay on this thing here, though. Let's stay on this the, the last 30 seconds because, I like, again, people get mad when we bring up how much money he makes. This is about this is about how to build a roster, right? So when, when, when you're paid among Tom – by the way, Tom Brady takes less every year because he wants to win championships, but that's another topic. Um, when you're paid among the Russell Wilsons and the Aaron Rodgers, all right, then there should be some sort of expectation that, that the things you're doing are comparable to those other players. And if they aren't, it means your team's at a disadvantage because now they have to make up for your deficiencies. Two things for you guys. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, like the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Number one, they don't get confused and paralyzed in that situation. Russell Wilson, for God's sakes, is doing like make-believe two-minute drill sessions while he's sidelined with this injury before games. He's literally out there by himself running two-minute drills and, like, calling timeouts and stuff uh, like a sideshow, okay? So it, it never happens where those guys get confused and, like, well, Tom Brady forgot how many downs there were one time. But, like, they don't get paralyzed between spike and timeout. They just call a timeout. And secondly, if a scenario like they were to ever happen, they wouldn't just vaguely throw their coach under the bus, like they like it's it, like it would never get to this point with those guys, and so but, but people just want people just want to exonerate Kirk for everything. Well, it's but, Mike Zimmer's fault, but that's Dude. but that's where it doesn't work when you have a quarterback and coach who are not working for the same goal. That's what that's my point. This is done. The marriage is done. It's just done with. And and by the way, you know, let's forget about Rodgers and Brady and and Wilson and Mahomes. Case Keenum would have called that timeout, L- like Cooper Rush would have called that timeout. Yeah. That is literally it, 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 uh it's the first half. I got a chance to make a play here. Timeout. Like that's not yes. this that's not taking judge, control. Judge, judge. Here, here's the other thing. Like people are saying like, well, well what are you supposed to do? You know, to your point, Judd, well I it's the I just work here. I just work here. It's the shrug emoji, right? All right. So, let's go down the path of well Mike Zimmer handles the timeouts, okay? Well, everything's negotiable in a workplace. What if there's a better process? What if there's a better system, right? Would yeah. What would a great leader do during the week? Would, like, years ago, a Tom Brady, maybe approach your coach and say, hey, um, we're in the heat of the moment and the clock's ticking down. I don't want to have to look to the sideline for every direction. I'm going to just call timeouts in the last two minutes, and you have to trust me that I'm going to lead this team down the field. Aaron Rodgers on Thursday night, forget about timeouts, he didn't even look to the sideline on a fourth down. Yeah, He literally, it was fourth and six from like inside the 10-yard line. And Rodgers didn't look over to the sideline. He just said, he just, he motioned, give me a play. And, he, and it's like, okay, all right, cool. Aaron Rodgers wants to go for it on fourth down. Let's do it. But, you know, like go to Mike Zimmer and say, I'm going to call timeouts. This is or, my show to run in the last two minutes because I am the leader of this football team. But he's a coward in those situations. You don't need to go to Mike, though. All you have to do is signal t- timeout. What's he going to start doing, yelling? Like, it's like the end of the first half. You can control it. It's not going to make or break you. And so, like, I, I agree. like, I just work here. I can't call that timeout. It's the most ludicrous bail. It, that's the problem here, too. 
is this has become clearly in 2021 as a prime indication of this. This has become the past the buck year. It's always somebody else's fault. I just work yeah. here. Mike, Mike, well, our offense didn't do this. I mean, tonight, like a small thing. This is an incredibly small thing, but it's indicative of where this team is at, and it's the divisiveness that's become a problem. You have this high-flying offense that you should have, right? Sunday night football, um, home crowd, jacked up, tailgating all day long. You know which side of the ball they introduced tonight? The defense. Armin Watts. And people are like, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, you choose which side of the ball to introduce, okay? Yeah. And you've got this offense that we all know now. We've been talking about this for three weeks. These are are the guys who are going to carry you, and they're named Jefferson and Thielen and Cousins and Cook. They are marquee players. And you are like, oh, no, my defense gets introduced. Dude, it's, it's just ridiculous. a sign. It's just that's such a small thing. But everything matters right now, and they're doing nothing right. Yeah. Sorry, Cody. We went off on a little side tangent there. The floor <laughs> is yours again. Hey, that's hey, that's crazy. all right. The only thing I got to say is, um, you know, I've always backed Zimmer. But these past two years, I'm really leaning towards the train of just getting rid of him. And I've, I've fought to death with people over keeping him and that he wasn't the problem. But looking at how everything's gone the past two years, to me, it's just it's time. Yep. You know, he's got to go. And... Yeah. And I was when uh, it was last year or whatever that I was leaning towards. Well, Kirk's the problem. Kirk's the problem. And then you look at how he started this year, and I'm and I argue with people again that he's not the problem. You got to let him loose, let him play, and they're just holding him back because Zimmer's too scared that oh we're gonna throw a pick or you know there's gonna be a fumble or you know I don't know. But that's all I gotta say is Zimmer is not a problem for me. Cody, thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate it. Hang in there. Hang in there. You got decades left as a Viking. Go wild. Go Go wild, wild. Cody. Well, yeah. Mm. I mean, it'd be nice if Kaprizov could score a goal, but we'll talk about that some other Uh, time. 40% of the Vikings' completed passes were behind the line of scrimmage tonight, according to our friend, Minnesota Research. That's nice. So, all right, who's next? Let's uh, let's keep rolling here. We'll stay in state. Let's go to Phil from Plymouth. Phil, what's up, man? You're on Vikings event line. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, longtime listener has been a hot minute since I've called, but uh, tough to follow tonight with the Vikings sucking my soul out. I feel like it's a good time for me to be on, though, because I'm a Kirk Stan, and I've actually, you know, Phil, your commentary in the last couple of years, you've made me enraged in the car as I've been driving because, you know, you're making good points. <laughs> I, you know, I'm arguing with you in my mind as I drive, but, um, so I just I, – I am going to shift the blame. And I know you guys are making the point earlier, we don't want to hear excuses, we want a Super Bowl. And honestly, I can't argue with that because I think Kirk is good. I think Kirk's capable of winning games. Um, but that's that's obviously a tough task. But I, I'm at the point where I just want to win football games and get to the playoffs and see what happens in Russian roulette. And I think Mike Zimmer is just not the answer at this point. Mm-hmm. Just a couple things. The Baltimore Ravens two weeks ago beat the Chargers 34 to 6. Lamar Jackson threw for two interceptions and had like 160 yards. Today, the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Detroit Lions 44 to 6, and their quarterback barely threw for over 100 yards. Teams can put the gas to the throttle and 
put teams away. It is possible. Like, it can happen. Teams can do it. Zimmer thinks that an eight-point lead is insurmountable, and it drives me nuts. So true. He thinks it's insurmountable. He, he thinks it's 1991. He mm-hmm. shuts it down. He gets conservative. And his defense, which is his pride and joy, Sam Darnold can get game-winning drives. Jared Goff, game-winning drives. And freaking Cooper Rush, game-winning drives on this defense. When you need a stop at the end of a game or at the end of a half, the defense cannot do it, and it's Zimmer's thing, right? So I understand, listen, Cousins, when he doesn't have an O-line, he gets rattled. I know you guys are saying, like, something happened in the first half. I just think it's pretty simple. When he has people in his face hitting him all game long, he's not good. And when he doesn't have that, he's elite. Um, it was tough to watch tonight. Uh, but, listen, Ryan Tannehill can win games because Mike Vrabel can coach him to win games. Sean Payton can win games with Jameis Winston and Trevor Simeon. We cannot win games with a quarterback that has 20 touchdowns and two interceptions and is not throwing the ball, fumbling it to the other team. And it's because our coach is so conservative and needs to go. I am sick of Mike Zimmer. So yep. that's the main thing I have. I do want to end with some slogans, but I just – thanks for letting me get that. No, dude, I mean, that was – that was amazing commentary right there. I feel like I, on a, on another day, I feel like we should we should get you back on or get you on to write that down so we can talk more about Kirk specifically because it would be I, it would be we don't get a lot of Kirk stands like there's a lot of Kirk stands on Twitter that will get in fights with us or me sure. but like when we extend the invite to come on Ventline, um, nobody ever takes us up on it. So, but I'll I think probably- actually, I, I do have one, one. Let me ask you one question because yeah. you're you've been a Kirk stand. I've always taken issue with his leadership. Um, I don't think it's enough to just yell. You like that every time, you know, you do something good. Like I've always taken issue with, you know, he'll take, he'll take the money bag, but, but he's always the, I just work here guy. And tonight, for instance, you know, he doesn't call a timeout. He lets, he lets that cluster bleep take place in the last 30 seconds. And then after the game, he says, well, Mike Zimmer handles the timeouts. And I think a lot of the other top quarterbacks in the NFL, not a lot, pretty much all the other top quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, have autonomy to call their own timeouts and run their own show. And so which the response would be, well, yeah, that's on Mike Zimmer. Why doesn't Mike Zimmer give him autonomy? Why doesn't and I, and I say, why doesn't he take the autonomy? Why doesn't he go into Mike Zimmer's office and say, hey, guy, I'm calling timeouts. Or not. Or just call timeouts. Just call a timeout. You know it's the right thing to do. Be a leader in that situation. And then to get up there at the podium and and he correctly, I think, throws Mike Zimmer under the bus because Mike Zimmer is a bad coach and a bad clock manager. But like, he should own fifty percent of that too. So I don't know. Like that really rubs me the wrong way. The way that he handled the last thirty seconds of the first half, and the way that he handled it to the media after the game. But what are your thoughts, Phil from Plymouth? Uh, I think I think that's very fair. I think that um, he's and some of it is a little bit of unluck, right? It's just that our kicker misses the 37 yard field goal after the great drive against Arizona, or it's, you know, I go back to that Seattle game last season when there was a fourth and one Madison had a hole, a size of a bus and he just doesn't yeah. run through. And then Russell Wilson drives down, converts three, four downs, and we lose on Sunday night football. There's these moments. And the reason I think those matter is that I think Kirk needs some buy-in from his teammates and buy-in from the media and buy-in from, so he can have some of that gravitas of some of those big moments. And unfortunately either he's come up short or sometimes his team has come up short. And I think he's like, 
one or two more playoff wins away, like Saints playoff wins away from actually probably having that confidence in himself and his players having it around him that he could just like Zimmer screw you. I'm taking a timeout because I think we can score at the end of the half. And I think like if he had those keys unlocked, I think he is capable. We've seen him make good two minute drives, you know, this season. I just think there's this weird thing where the coach doesn't quite trust him. Maybe his teammates don't quite fully trust him. And then I think then maybe he doesn't trust himself. So, but but that's but if that's the case, like then it's just not going to work. But like he, he's too old to turn a corner now. But like you're you're not going to, to show up for camp in 2024 and be like I am a different guy. It, he has the physical gifts to do the things that you're talking about, but it's past the point of okay, he's going to turn that corner and everyone is going to trust him. He, he potentially, if he got a coach who would hold his hand more, but that last play tonight is inexcusable and I'm blaming him. You can't, you throw a ball out of bounds on what should be on what is a four goes. And you're like hyperventilating and throwing the ball out of bounds. Like at that point in time, that that's a telltale sign of the mental instability that he brings and the physical gifts that he has can't outweigh that. And that's my problem. And, and that's Kirk's problem. And Mike has no patience for it. And that makes it worse. Judd, your your point is something that happened, and mine's only a what if, so I think your point is stronger. But say we have a coach that knows that you can't call two straight timeouts and we get the ball back with a tie game and two timeouts in a minute 30, Kirk drives us down and we get a game-winning drive of it. Again, that's in his control because he did still have the ball at the end of the game, but it was in much worse circumstances trying to go for a touchdown. Those are the little things that I do think a coaching switch could actually make us in a better position where we're winning games and he has some of that. But I understand when, you know, he doesn't have the results. Real quick, uh, making fun of P.J. Fleck. Thanks for having me on. Go Vikes, go. Go go for Sky Umar, roll the boat. Go Wild, all right. Go Twins, Bomba Squad. Go Wolves, all eyes, nerves. Ow! <laughs> I love Bravo, it, dude. Phil. Phil from Plymouth. Bomba Squad. Bringing the takes. <laughs> I, love I love it. it. Amazing, man. Oh, um, dude, I just like, ah, uh, this, it's the, it is, it's the, it's the pass the buck franchise, man. Who wants to take control? Who wants to own it? Who wants to own it? Who wants to rise up in a tough moment after a game and say, you know, genuinely, like Kirk Cousins does it. Mike Zimmer sometimes, like he, Steve, Mike Zimmer did say he screwed up on the third and 16 back-to-back timeouts, but but it's like. But how are you not prepared for that game? You weren't prepared for that game. And the incredible thing is you came out and looked really good, which you've done before, and then went backwards. And, but the fundamental problem is this game was based on my defense is still really good. No, it's actually not. Your corners Uh, without Pat P are really pretty bad. The longer quote, the longer edition of the third and 16 back-to-back timeouts screw up quote from Courtney Cronin is, yeah, I screwed up. Zimmer said, I forgot that I called one. I knew the play that they were running. It was really the same play that they hit down the middle against us for a long touchdown, you know, to which, to to which I say, buddy, it's third and 16, right? They have a backup quarterback in the game. They're not going to get super risky in this situation because they want to preserve the field goal. And they also know that you're dinking and dunking offensively, that they can probably win the game if it goes to overtime. And you've got Harrison Smith and Xavier Woods back there anyways. Why you have to like panic and call a timeout that you don't have the ability to call in that situation says everything, everything you need to know about Mike Zimmer's current situation as head coach. And then over his head if your goal is to win a Super Bowl. And then your beloved defense couldn't make a tackle. 
Three guys. Yeah. Three guys, including Barr, who were told, you know, I love Barr. You guys don't. The common refrain is, you guys don't understand everything he does, but I do. He whiffed so on a yeah. tackle. Yeah. Uh, this has been a blast here. We still have a few more people to get to, but real quick, um, if you're if you're hanging, and maybe you're watching us for the first time or listening to us for the first time here on Vikings Ventline, click the subscribe button, please, on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, and we'll hit you with daily Vikings entertainment, bonus episodes with our guy Realistic Randy on Tuesday nights, and uh, all kinds of other fun stuff. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's what we say every day yeah, on Purple is, Daily. It's ticking more for. Ticking. More for the 50 and older crowd I'm like Judd. 50, but... 52, mm. November 13th, and I'm not liking my ads right now with what I'm yeah. seeing. You know what I mean? And hit the like button, too, if you're just sick of this crap. If you're just sick of this crap. All right, Dex, who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Let's go to oh. uh, Jake. Jake with your Casey Keenum jersey. Is that what we got here? No, no, no. Is that Ponder? No, 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 no. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got yeah. you. Oh, perfect. No, no, this is just a Patrick Peterson jersey I got this year. But okay. I just pulled the number seven up because this is seven weeks of pain. Pain and suffering. That I have to pull on this Tom Brady jersey with the Super Bowl logo just so I just know what it kind of kind of feels like, you know? It oh is that the closest that you're gonna get to a Super Bowl as a Vikings fan is putting a Tom Brady jersey on? <laughs> it might be. I mean, I don't know. I can't I mean I I mean okay. I might get to another one this year if I just keep wearing one of these. But Okay, my real points, uh, just looking at the game, I can barely just think because I just spent the whole game just yelling, yelling at the TV. Oh, brutal. Good thing I was the only one here because I'm going to kick down my apartment sooner based on how the screaming I'm doing. But <laughs> defensively, we're talking about the corners and how poorly they played. I have, have to think it's just on Zimmer and the way he just runs the defense because – they're seven, eight yards off the line every time. Yes. And I would personally, I mean, if I'm playing corner, I'm maybe I'm giving them three yards, little chunk. But, like, I mean, any any good receiver, especially with having Cooper and then um, CD out there, like, they're going to eat that up all day and run all the hitches and all the little, like, in or out routes they want to do and just take what they want. And they did. That's why you said they got 10 yards average. What, what do you say, 10 yards per play, and we had a four for the passing game? Is that mm-hmm. what it was? So yeah, average average uh, air yards per attempt. So how far yeah. did they try and throw it? And the Cowboys, on average, threw the ball ten yards in the air. Vikings four. Exactly, exactly. And then yeah. the thing on offense for me, and it's been happening every time we have a poor offensive performance. First down, pretty typical. We run the ball. Second down, it kind of goes either way. But the thing is, we're under center almost every time. Kirk Cousins has never necessarily been good, just straight under center. We can do all these, you know, bootlegs and all we want, but as you can tell, it didn't work at all. We ended up finding just CJ Ham all day. That's all we ended up getting out of it. Oh, it's just I so really, I really wanted this to be the CJ Ham game so bad. I just wanted him to break like one of them for seven yards. Your you frustration know, is it's just so um su- such a great example, I think, of the frustration of fans tonight, because this game was so there. And the referees tried to help you, and the Cowboys did, and your Dude, team still ref- gave it back, and it drives you nuts. The referees, like, like it's very rare that the Vikings are, are like, benefiting that much from officials, but all three of those 15-yard penalties were very borderline. Like, they all were. three were very borderline, and the Vikes got all three of them to the go Bradbury, their way. The Bradbury one, to me, like, I'm never calling that one. 
your center got it was thrown a, around like it was embarrassing. Yeah, it was an NBA like flop for yes. sure. The yeah. only times we were actually throwing the ball like in shotgun is when last minute of the game when we had to, or if it was like third down along and we were forced to throw the ball. Like there's just no shotgun. If we've not noticed. Cousins does well when you give him three or four options. Let him spread it out. Let him look at the defense. Let him read it. And let him just chuck it. If he has to go under center and, you know, step back and take about a second and a half, two seconds to read the defense, by then that interior line is not holding up. And by then he's got to just quickly think on the on his feet. And guess what? He doesn't have the greatest feet. <laughs> he's not Lamar Jackson able to run around. So by then he's just in, he's just gone. He's got nothing to go to. He's got to try to do a check down, and obviously that didn't work against a good defense like uh, Dallas today. So, so, but the, the thing tonight was the Cowboys got some pressure, but it's the National Football League. You're going to be pressured, and you've got to make decisions quickly. And and it, it was as if the pressure again. And I mean, this is not the first time it throws Kirk off. And then if everything, it, it goes back into the bin of if things aren't perfect enough. He ceases to function in a way that is is indicative of his talents. And that's what I think we saw tonight. He just started to come apart at the seams. And it's like, Kirk, there's going to be pressure sometimes. Like Dallas, Dallas has some, they're, they're not great, but Dallas has some guys that can definitely get after the quarterback. And they did. And instead of Kirk, you know, bang, 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 quick decisions. And which, by the way, when they were scripting, and this is what drives you crazy, they started with. They weren't perfect. Screen pass to Jefferson, though. Okay, that's a bang, bang, bang play. And you get that off and you gain some yards. It might not be great, but you know what it does? It mitigates the pressure. Once they went off the script, it was just like, what do we do now? And then Kirk gets freaked out. And and you can tell. So to me, the tell of Kirk when it's coming apart, like just starting to unravel, is it starts with high throws. He doesn't use his feet. So he quits planting and starts basically trying to throw um with no foundation and that's when it starts and when that starts it usually then then it goes to i'm not even going to try those throws because they're bad throws because i'm making them too high and then you get to kirk trying to buy himself time like it the problem is every time we think we're sort of past this with kirk we're not past this with kirk yeah jake thank you for jumping on we appreciate your passion i love i think the tom brady jersey is a good idea like if, if the vikings can't get to a super bowl themselves let's all just yeah, wear tom brady jerseys you know what it's jake the closest is we're gonna come apparently. exactly right. <laughs> yeah i'm with you he's on the right path um all right dex let's keep rolling here yep. vikings vent line presented by surly sure let's go to uh jordan jordan what's up dude you're on vikings vent line hey guys how we doing tonight very, very spooky you got a bonfire right now uh no i'm on the back porch He's like, no, I just lit myself on fire, actually. I wish. Oh, he's got the nice little fire gun. <laughs> I wish. I do live in Kentucky, though. Maybe I can go uh, TP Mike Zimmer's ranch. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck getting near that place. I know it's not Halloween anymore, but ooh, uh, wouldn't that be spooky? I'm sure it's gated. What are they What are they waiting on getting rid of him? Are they scared the Vikings aren't going to be good anymore? Well, yeah, so, that, so that's the question. Like, I know the Wilfs are – he's not going to be the coach, like barring some miracle run, like he's not going to be the coach next year, but is there value? I think that's the question you have to ask is like, is, is just extracting him from the situation. Would that provide a jolt for this team going into a a really tough strat? Like they're in the middle of their toughest four games right now. If you just got rid of him, but the problem is his son is also on the staff and Clint Kubiak has not, unless Clint Kubiak has a bag of tricks and a philosophy that's going to be unleashed when Mike Zimmer's gone, I don't know that removing him is going to all of a sudden, like, vault this team to an 11 or 12 win season. So I don't know, man. 
I well, so, so far, Kubiak's only bag of tricks has been his dad giving him the scripted plays for the first series or two of the game every week. That's about the only tricks he's got. Thank you very much. Week. That's what I keep saying. Hey, and, Dad, first Zimmer, 15 um, are great. After that, can you give me some ideas? Right. Like, oh, we got the first five minutes down, Pat. We're going to look great. And calling Zimmer a, a defensive genius, that's like calling me a health expert. It's not, <laughs> it's not true anymore. It's awful. It's painful to watch. Absolutely. Cooper Rush isn't even a real person. It sounds like a made-up name. And he just no. came into the Viking Stadium on primetime football and embarrassed him. How does he not have a mullet? That's my question. Cooper Rush. <laughs> like, if your name is Cooper Rush. He looks you like should, he should have a mullet, for sure. You should have to have, legally, a mullet. He should and, definitely, yeah. Or a handlebar mustache. One of the two or both. Oh, yeah. I like that. And I'm, I'm not saying this, but some people are saying that's Bradbury's first play he's made since he got to Minnesota, that floppy head. I'm not saying it. Some people are saying it. He got thrown around again tonight, man. It is so unworkable with him. And l- let me ask you all this. If if the Vikings somehow won that game, say they got an interception on, on Cooper Rush in the end zone at the end instead of that touchdown, does, it, does anybody feel different about this game, about the rest of the season? Um. Not, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think having Dak Prescott uh, in the game and then beating even a hobbled Dak Prescott, then I might have felt a little differently. But the way it played out, it was like it was going to either be like the most just sort of meh win ever, or it was going to be what it is, which is an absolute fireable loss. I'm almost glad that they, if, if it was going to be like this, I'm almost glad that they just lost because. Like this just confirms it now, as opposed to trying to buy time and be, yeah. and be like, bye, chipper, and be like, well, I hope that hey, look, guys, look who's here, the birthday boy, Chip. Scoggins. Oh, Chip Scoggins in the house. What's up, Chip? Chip, your thoughts on this performance t- tonight? Give me a couple words. This was a debacle. Yeah, an absolute <laughs> debacle. Yes, it was. You, you cannot play this conservative and think you're going to get away with it. You got away with it against Detroit. But even bad teams, even Cooper Rush yep. will make you pay for being yep. this conservative. Cooper, there it is. Cooper Rush, who doesn't belong in the National Football League. All it, right. Chip, Chip is <laughs> early. Ben Gessling. Very good. Nice promo. Hey, uh, speaking of Judd, why don't you tell – I mean, people are – I think you know people want Zimmer fire, but the second most common comment I've seen yep. is, wow, Judd must have lost all kinds of weight. How did he do it? Well, and I'm just getting started because of my friends, and thanks to them at Livia Weight Control Centers. Pa- the pandemic pounds are coming off. 240, when I started this plan about a month ago, now I am down to 223. I'm feeling great. The plan itself, as simple as can be. And here's the best part. If you join me now, you're going to get the first 10 weeks for free. That's right. Limited time offer and soon, but I just said that first 10 weeks for free, Livia.com or 855-GO-LIVIA. That's 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or visit Livia.com. Make sure that you tell them Judd and Score North sent you so they know that you're joining the Zolgad plan, which is, as I said, very simple. I love, love this it. comment by Freight Train. Cooper Rush is a contestant on America's Got Talent. <laughs> right. That's yeah. true. You <laughs> That's lost exactly your quarterback right. on America's Got Talent. That's, yeah. You know what? That's he's really a, good. A, is he a Freight country train. singer? He's probably yeah. a country singer, right? Cooper Rush. Uh, yeah. Stole yeah. the Vikings' heart in Minneapolis. Who's next on Vikings' vent line? Let's go to Alex. Alex, what's up, man? You're on Vikings' vent line. How's it going, guys? Good, What's man. up, Alex? Thanks for staying up late with us, man. Yeah, right. I, uh, I live in Colorado. I go to a Vikings bar every week down here, and uh, we watch the games. And it is just 
soul crushing the weight you can feel in that place when you understand that typical Vikings play is going on, typical Vikings play calling, typical Vikings defense, all of that. Like you see, you see checkdowns all game long. You see screen passes all game long when the first three haven't worked and you're just like, eh, you know what, let's go for another one. You see the run defense giving up four yards of carry because they hit the offensive line or hit the defensive line and then they just fall forward for four yards. They can't stop them in their tracks. Daniel Hunter goes out with a shoulder injury and you're just, you're crushed, but there's still like hope because you're a Vikings fan. And I think the saddest thing for me was seeing Christian Derrissaw be lit up by highlights all game playing, you know, lights out as a, you know, offensive lineman making blocks out of nowhere. And every time Dalvin cook got a hole, it was on his side. And then you, you see them just (laughs) underutilize that every time, every time. Amen. Yeah. Alex. Yeah, That's man. So I mean, Derisaw had the one, he gave up the one bad sack uh, in the second half, but like there was a lot of, I mean, we'll see what the grades say, you know, the PFF grades, but like he, I test, he was swallowing guys up. He was creating holes. So yeah. that is, that is one main takeaway. I would say outside of a couple, couple whiffs, which, you know, it happens. Um, he's been pretty damn good in his first three games or so. Mm-hmm. All right, let's mm-hmm. keep it rolling here. Yeah. Vikings couple, line. couple more left here as we're uh, staying up late with us. Thanks for hanging out with everyone. Uh, let's go to Z Money. Z hey, Money, buddy. what's up, dude? How are we doing? How what's up, Z Money? Tough game. Tough game to watch all the way around. Like, you started watching it, and the first drive, it's like, wow, we are a good football team. But you also know that people have been talking us up all week, and it was going to be – after that, you knew. You just knew that they were going to let us down in some way, shape, or form. Screen pass, screen pass, screen pass. Dump down to C.J. Ham. Mm-hmm. It was so hard. It was so hard. And the defense actually played pretty good football. Like, for the most part, I mean, it was all right. But, man, like, if you run the same play like eight times, they're going to eventually get to it, right? I mean, they're going to eventually understand what's going on. And it's just this whole – I've been a big Zimmer supporter for a long time, and this really, like, put it in check for me. Like, I don't know about you guys, but it felt like it was just, like, typical, like, oh, we're up seven. It's going to be okay. We're up three. Just kick a field goal. It was hard. It was really hard to watch the entire game. Yeah. That's not like – you know, it's, it, people keep moving the goalposts. People keep – People keep looking at what's the bare minimum for Zimmer to save his job or what's the bare minimum to sneak into the playoffs. It's like, that's not where we should be at eight years into the Mike Zimmer era. And Preseason, the- you're looking at it that way, though. Like, we have a roster that could compete with anybody, anybody in the NFL, mm-hmm. up that's and down. All right. pros, there's all pros, there's, there's Pro Bowl players all across this roster. What is holding us back? Just bar none. Mm-hmm. What is it? I got another nerd, another nerd football stat for you guys here. All right, so a home game in which you have a borderline—I think a lot of people would say like a borderline, like fringe MVP candidate as quarterback in Kirk, right, and weapons all over the field. And the Cowboys are starting a guy that's barely, basically never played NFL football before in Cooper Rush. Okay, and the Cowboys have some decent pieces around the rest of their team, but like that's that's what's happening. And you gave up 419 yards 
You generated 278. The Cowboys averaged 6.2 yards per play to the Vikings, 4.6. They ultimately wound up, like, in the end, the the, the Cowboys with Cooper Rush came into U.S. Bank Stadium and Mm. dominated Mike Zimmer's team. Did you know it, though? Did you feel it in your soul when you were watching the game? Like, it was awful, right? Like, you knew that this game was going to come down to a last mega a last second possession or we weren't going to be able to sustain. We were, mm-hmm. we played so conservatively against a team that was like giving us the football game. Dude, right. I think, I think what I learned was if, if Dak Prescott was fully healthy and had played, the Vikings would have gotten smoked in that game. Tonight. Right. But let's not get, so, so let's not say though, that anybody played well, I'm giving nobody a pass here. Like, I don't care. The defense didn't play well. They, they played off. So Mike basically told the corners, give up as much as you want, but just don't allow them to get past you. That is not a way to run your defense. Nobody but played well. This was an atrocity across the board. We should score 30 plus against Right, them. but you also should stop Cooper Rush. They, what, what did I they could say? have brought Stella the dog here and she could have stopped him. He doesn't belong in the league. He doesn't belong here. You lost to a quarterback who does not belong in this building other than sitting by my ass in the press box. <laughs> Like, 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 let's, let's quit. Let's quit with trying to give anybody an excuse. This was crap across the board by everybody. It's inexcusable. It's disgusting. And if you're a Viking fan, don't make up, don't make up excuses for anybody. No. All right. Z money. We're kind of losing the connection there with Z money, but that was great stuff from him. Uh, let's roll into uh, one more here. Declan. Yeah, I'm Viking let's Venom. wrap up with uh, it's our guy Money Mike. Mike, what's up, dude? You yeah, got us okay? Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. I, hey, I hear y'all, hear y'all, man. Uh, been been watching your podcast for a long time, uh, and it's it's oh man, it's so demoralizing, man. Uh, all this talent, all this talent, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. Yep. I, I hear Jared here talk about it all the week. I know. I know Justin Jefferson's watching Jamar Chase yep. down there in Cincinnati. I know he's watching them get down. And you tell me that he looks at this every week and to come in and Sunday night against the Cowboys, I'm on it's, it's showtime and then how many how many attempts did he get? How many looks did he get? Feeling. I mean, I'm really afraid this is gonna turn into a Stefan Dick situation where you got star receivers. Know when they're doing their job. Know mm-hmm. when they're getting open. And the ball's not coming their way. Yes. And now they want to get out of here. Yes. This is what scares me. It's, it scares me to death. And I, yeah. I, I love Stephon Diggs. I love Justin Jefferson. That was I don't know how that worked out, but thank God we got a, a number one receiver to yep. d- replace the Stephon Diggs like that. And just to watch Kirk Cousins check down and check <laughs> down and check down some more and. Check down again. I mean, <laughs> dude, are, are, are you looking at Justin Jefferson? Are, are, are you looking at Adam Thielen? I dude, mean, imagine money, Mike. Imagine like I, you know, go to bed tonight and dream about these weapons. And it's like the offensive line isn't Hall of Famers, but like it, you know, they're they're better than they were last year. This offensive line has flaws, but it's better than it was last year. Imagine that offense with a Sean McVay. With Man. an Andy Reid, like like a a forward thinking, creative offensive mind, and actually, like I know that this guy's name has been drugged through the mud, and he train wrecked at the end of his tenure. Honestly, I would put a phone call in to Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson 
Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl four years ago with one of the most creative, high-powered offenses like down the stretch. Like if if you're if you know if you're not going to go after a, a, an offensive coordinator type like a Kellen Moore or somebody, I just want someone who thinks big offensively, who's going to pour energy into a quarterback relationship, who's going to utilize weapons, and Mike Zimmer ain't it, Money Mike. Man, I mean it's it's pretty sad that that we find we find out what, what how long Kurt's been here that Mike Zimmer's just now meeting with his quarterback. I mean it would be nice if you if your head coach and your quarterback would, would talk about these things sometimes. I mean. <laughs> It it, it it would it would be nice to to watch Kirk Cousins go out on, on Sunday Night Football with with what we have. I mean, I I, I still believe that we have the weapons to, to go toe to toe with anybody in the league. You you, mm-hmm. you want to line up with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen one one on one? Be my guest. If I was Kirk Cousins, I would be licking my licking my my lips like, really? Yep. Okay, is that what you want to do? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my chances and just to watch. <sighs> Watch C.J. Ham get more receptions than Justin Jefferson. I I I, I just don't know what to say. It's I amazing, mean, dude. C.J. <laughs> C.J. Dude, national TV, America's team. It's the backup quarterback. Let's go step on their throats and show the world who the Minnesota Vikings are. Wah wah. Justin Jefferson three catches. C.J. two catches. C.J. Ham three. Are you bleeping kidding me? Exactly. What an embarrassment, dude. Exactly. And I, I know you hear – I've seen Justin Jefferson in his interviews. You know him and Jamar Chase. They talk and oh. talk about their week. And, and, and I did this to this do. guy. And, and you know, Justin's just like, man, you, you know he's sick. You know that he, he feels some type of way. Like, mm-hmm. I, yep. I, I'm, ready, I'm ready to show the NFL that I'm here. This is my stage. Well, Stephon, Diggs felt, and, Stephon Diggs felt it. No, you're yeah, exactly that's right. Why, that, that's why he got out. Exactly mm-hmm. why he got out. And it's it's. I, I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I love this team to death. I do. I'm, I'm like y'all. I want to see this team win a Super Bowl, but to watch this talent like this go to waste, it's just oh my god. I don't, yeah. Money, Mike. Just, great man. stuff. Great stuff, right, dude. Money, we we feel your pain. Yeah. We're here for you, man. We're right. here for you. That was a great. I'm going to give the applause to Money Mike there. Yeah, awesome. great call. Mm. Wow. Any final thoughts from you guys here? This is this has been the uh, the biggest episode of all time in no. Vikings Ventline history just, for all the wrong reasons. Just but. let's not just let's not call for heads and and then preface it by saying, well, but I mean the defense played okay, or but I mean you can't really blame Kirk, blame everybody. Yeah, like Declan said, fire everybody. And I just I mean let's quit. Let's quit trying to tiptoe around this and let's go all in. Yeah. Fire Steamy. everyone. And yeah. this was it. Tonight was it. Tonight was I'm I'm done. Detroit, I was close. And they won two in a row. They tried to give those games away. They didn't. And so I thought, okay, you come out of the bye, put on a show on Sunday night going against Cooper Rush. I mean, the good Lord gave you a gift and you you spat on the gift. Dude, I just saw another quote. Dude, this is there's the, no accountability the, in this place. The, the, the past the buck franchise. That's just no accountability I got to find building. this here. So my, I found the expanded version of what Mike Zimmer said about the back-to-back timeouts. And he said, oh, my God. I got I to gotta find this. He, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase it because I can't find the exact quote. I've just like, I, my, my Twitter feed is just a sea of everything here. But he basically said, you know, hey, we knew what play they were going to run. 
I forgot that I had called a timeout. Somebody told me in my headset to call a timeout, and so I did, but it's my mistake. And then he also so he threw some he threw an yeah, assistant, an unnamed assistant under the bus. Yeah. And then he said, you know, the referees aren't supposed to grant you the timeout. They're supposed to ignore you. But and then he continued with the but, but it's not the official's fault, it's my fault. So he wanted to let you know that the, the it was an assistant that told him in his ear to call a timeout, so it's the assistant's fault, and that it was the ref, the referee's not supposed to grant you the timeout because you can't call it, but he did. But it's my but it's my fault, guys. It's yep, it's my fault. Yep, that's it. Game set match. So oh, this is uh this has been therapeutic. Dex, ready for statements tomorrow. Ready for pie charts. I'm ready to. Uh, yeah, I gotta go home and do my pie chart. I, I, I have a lot of more things I'd like to say that I'm gonna withhold. But yeah, this is embarrassing, man. It was an embarrassing lot. You lost to Cooper Rush. You lost to America's Got Talent, country's idol star, tonight in in Minneapolis in your own barn, out of a bye, out of a bye. Well, Judd from US Bank Stadium. You can find his written work too on the Score North app and scorenorth.com. Mackie and Judd, our other daily show, Monday through Friday, tons of Vikings talk there, but Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Uh, we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I don't think tonight was a step in that direction. It's going to start with changes. Yeah. So, Mackie, Judd, our executive producer, Declan, thank you guys for coming in here for this, what, two hour therapy session tonight. Um, we love this community, and if you could click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, that would be awesome. And click the like button if you're sick of this crap. <laughs> Losing games like the Vikings did tonight. We'll see you tomorrow for Pie Chart of Blame on Purple Daily, and Surly Judd must be furious. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.